from Miami, Florida, weighing 275 pounds, The Rock! are now tuned into VAR Sports Media. It's the Weekend Wrestling, the wrestling podcast for people who go outside. We are truth tellers. We are not news breakers. Joining us tonight, couple of awesome guests. We got Grum of Grum TV and the Dork Side of the Ring Wrestling Podcast. We also have an up-and-coming content creator, Easy On Valerion, the man, Easy easy does it on x of course we have true god the owner and proprietor of dar sports media and we are in here to review such a turbulent week in wrestling well a week that was turbulent to some amazing to others and then turned into amazing to pretty much everybody i think uh personally as of, it's been, it feels like it's been so long, right? Because we didn't even get the me and True to even get the follow up on our thoughts from last week. Is because we were true when it first happened last week. We were fairly gentle on last week's episode, uh, you know, breaking down the the pros and cons and hey, everybody relax. Like Cody's gonna have his moment probably sometime in June, probably with Madison Square Garden. Like this is gonna work out. That was about sixteen hours before all fucking hell <laughs> broke loose and not a single blade of grass was touched by all we the Cody hashtag oh. Cody crybabies uh hashtag shut your bitch ass up that was fucking amazing by the way um I guess it's kind of it's kind of old hat now because it's been resolved but uh you guys need to fucking relax my fucking goodness uh I guess it, it, it's it's belaboring you the know, point because it's already over with now. But like we said, the story was like, the belt, not necessarily WrestleMania. Like it would have been fine. But what if he loses anyway? Like that's also <laughs> that's also just like funny, right? Like what if they do all this and it's like rocking like Roman and like okay, you wanted well, it. Well, you what I was it. gonna say, what I was gonna say was um, you because. Know, assuming that they didn't change it and it was going to be rock Roman WrestleMania. And then Cody was going to go in June or May or something like that. Like we had guessed, I said, well, when they do that, they have to have to do a dusty finish where it seems like Cody fucking lost and you let everybody think that. And then the ref comes out and restarts the match and they fucking go for another five minutes, another couple of false finishes. Like that would have been the fucking roller coaster to take people on. It would have been fucking hilarious. But they can still do that. But that so that my point is that carries on to this. Uh I agree. I think that Cody should win so we could like be done with this. He should have won last year, really. Um, but I still think that they should do a dusty finish and and make it seem like the rock or uh, that Roman gets like this fuck over victory. And then okay, <laughs> they restart the match. Let everybody's heart break before they bring him back up. Let him do his thing. Well, the, the one thing I wanted to say real quick is that rock has said from jump 
he's about the long game. Even for all of this, when he was doing like interviews like in the week before, like before he showed up and they were asking him like, oh, after he became TKO board member, they're like, oh, is there ever a chance for you know, this Roman Reigns match? And he says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'm about the long game. So this plan was put into action probably like weeks and weeks ago. And I think uh, I, I, I don't think I don't think waiting another year for Rock versus Roman, which seems like that's what's going to be the case, and they're going to play out a story. Seems like the Rock's going to be around uh, quite a bit uh, this next year or so. Well, I feel like we got. A, I think we got a chance of it happening at SummerSlam. That's going to be a stadium show. I think they go to So, I guess we got. Gonna... We got to begin. We we got to go through through like layers of this, and then we'll we'll go every every faucet of it. So, so first things, I guess this could be the first thing, because this was one of the outrages and crazy things that were going around last weekend, uh, that The Rock, it, that they came in and did like this power play and took Cody's main event away from him. And it was The Rock and his team uh, exerting force and showing everybody in the WWE that Ray run things now it was obviously fucking ridiculous. It was obviously... That fictitious <laughs> 50 cal machine gun of just lies getting spread all over the fucking internet by all of your fucking favorite uh luminary major wrestling writers um it was so obviously ridiculous from the beginning so punk brought up the fact he literally said let me tell you how this is gonna go and then it went that way there was already merch made for Rock versus Roman. This he brought it up at the table at New Year's Day. They've been bringing it up. So if you're trying to tell me that this was like, oh, he came in and all of a sudden as of Friday he decided fucking this is what's happening, I'm taking the match. It's fucking ridiculous, man. And I don't care who said what sources wise at WWE. I don't know. Maybe unlike some fucking wrestling companies, not everybody fucking knows everything and not everybody's fucking leaking shit constantly to fucking dirt sheet riders. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, so, hi, I'm Grum for the listeners. Grum, this way. jump hey. in here. So, uh, I, uh, it, it's very funny because a lot of people were making the comparison to Kofi Mania, to uh, Becky like getting screwed over like them inserting Charlotte into the Becky Ronda match that was the actual money match there's the comparisons to Daniel's you know Daniel's uh, Yeslemania uh, run and I was like well 10 years ago they figured out the formula of like hey if we want to make a really good match you know match that everybody's invested in if we if we just make somebody feel organic right like feel like they're the people's choice then everybody will be in it, right? Everybody from the people who are 100% in on the, the the actual kayfabe of everything and then the smart marks who are, you know, like us, who are so invested into the behind-the-scenes stuff will get behind it because it's like, you're, you're, you're come on, like, he's been there 366 days a year. Come on, 25 hours a day, they're wrestling. You're going to give yeah. it to Batista? Like, it was almost, yeah, like an accidental... Right. Or maybe not accidental. Maybe they thought like, hey, because my concept, I think, long term is that this is going to be like a generational, like John Cena, long baby face type run. Mm. So they wanted to make sure 
that they had everybody fully right. on his corner begging for this fucking win to happen so to to make it so that he has that longevity going forward right and like every year we have somebody who isn't the guy in the title match that ever that is cl being clamored for like Sami Zayn was it last year like people were doing back black fifth somersaults diving through ropes of logic to make Sammy Cody and Roman be a match. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. Like Sammy's story is not winning the title. Obviously, you know, the year before that, anybody but Roman and Brock the year before that people wanted Bray people wanted, you know, anybody, but uh, you know, they wanted Daniel Bryan instead of edge to win the rumble. Like it happens every year. So the WWE finally caught on, or they have been like this and they're just like, hey, we'll, we'll use this one. We'll use this way to, to go about it. And we're like, hey, let, what if we put the guy we want in the title in the spot that they want in the title? Hey, Rock, come on in, bud. And like to True's point, it's been like Rock has said for at least two years that if he comes back to do something with Roman, he wants to do something new. Like, he doesn't want to tell a story that's been told before in wrestling. He wants to tell something that they can only tell, that can't be replicated, can't be, can't be, it doesn't, it's not replicating something else. And it's like, hey, why don't we just like put, put our, put our fingers down, put our hands up just away from the keyboards and just think about how stupid we all sound. Like, like you said, <laughs> like they came in to, for a takeover. Meanwhile, Endeavor, since day one of the merger has been like, ah, we're going to let Triple H take care of everything on, on the content side of things. We're going to be hands off. We're going to be making money. We want to make billions of dollars. That guy's been making billions of dollars. Cool. And meanwhile, it's like the rocks coming in. He's going to, he's going to take over creative in case, you know, Triple H might get implicated in this, you know, the, the, the Vince McMahon stuff, which hundred percent is still on the table. Like we're this, we're, we're, we're to, to take yeah. Roman's third inning thing. It's the top of the first inning. Only one batter has gone down. Like that, like that, that's where we're at with that whole Vince story. So, you know, Vince allegation stuff. So, like, sure, maybe there's something there in that respect, but it's not like, hey, he came, he got a, he became a board member on Tuesday. By by Saturday, he's the the era he's gonna be replacing Triple H in case he goes like, no, like what are we doing here? <laughs> like, just think for five seconds, please. Wow, Asking a, wrestling it, fans to think is yeah. a lot. Yeah, they were thinking too fucking much. <laughs> Easy. Easy. What's, what's, your, uh, what's, your, what's up, man? What's your uh, your take here? Um, probably um, planned. Probably none of that crazy scandalous, uh, all these crazy scenarios going on. Probably planned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I don't think I don't think that this is a uh, a rock corporate takeover. This is an episode of Succession. It's the real world. So. I feel like the plan. I, so part of me does feel like after I do feel like the plan was Rock Roman for the belt at Mania. I do feel like that was the plan, and I feel like there was after Friday. There was the only way it makes sense to me is that there was a pivot once the Cody Crybabies came out. Like, I just, I do feel like the fan, I mean, we we live, we live in a world where Cody is not Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan did happen to where the fans were so vocal that they changed things. And I do think that that happened here. And I personally, I think it's, I think the segment at the press conference 
was great. I think everybody thinks it was great. It was awesome. It was pure, unadulterated chaos with four of the top guys in the company, real attitude there shit. But I think what I came out of that looking at is so Roman is now from went from the top guy for the last four years to now the rocks number two. I don't know what Seth's doing and Cody can't make up his mind. Like they did a cool thing, but to stick the landing, I think is gonna be is gonna be difficult because all their guys are kind of in tough spots. Well, so I just want to, well, and then I'm going to tee it up for true because so just uh, speaking on last weekend's exploits, all these fucking crazy people. Okay. We're not going to let, we're not going to let, we're not going to let these people off the hook. Gotcha. I mean, you know, like, I, we're, we're, you know, we're also, <laughs> we're also excited about the way this has worked out that like, it's, it's easy to forget, but people were saying ridiculous fucking things last week. You're 100% right. Meant it. Like, that I, is I, true. I, I got ahead of myself. So you're right. So, <laughs> no, I want to, because me and you spoke all this on X. It got fucking crazy. I need so people like, like uh, Grum mentioned, we're comparing this to Daniel Bryan. Let, can we, Clearly. we were all there to, uh, when, when that happened. Daniel Bryan wasn't even in the Rumble. He got Rey Mysterio booed. And now Cody won the Rumble. Like, it's not people were acting like, let's say in this in this fantasy that they created, Rock came in, corporate takeover, screw Cody, I'm I'm the Rock. And Cody, all you get is the main event of night one and a world title. Like, the sky was not falling. And like, and like you said, um, all right, like the 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 fantasy it's not even fantasy booking the fantasy scenarios that were created that like you said like in less than a week the the rock leveraged the vent stuff to come in bring in his own guy to supersede the entire writing staff of a multi billion dollar corporate it, it just or the like, main event of wrestlemania not just we, like anything <laughs> like we, we completely lost the plot like yeah. like, like, like Rum mentioned i do think that there is a plan like like they wanted to quickly get a plan being in place in the scenario that um the triple h is um is implicated i do agree with that but to act like it's this corporate Conspiracy against Cody Rhodes, <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's not even in reality. I, company man, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like the company man. Like I, there hasn't been a company man since John Cena. Like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is sipping the nastiest Mountain Dew and eating the nastiest dried meat products <laughs> in press conference because they paid the company that he works for. That's 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 who we're talking about. Like. I'm, I'm just it's ridiculous. It's good. Kind of so yeah, true. Let it let the chopper sing. Let's go. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> I watched We Want Cody Trend. And of course, you know, I call people losers. Like, y'all need to go outside. Like, fuck's wrong with y'all. 
and all things that are accurate, I, I I stand by those. Like something's wrong with Cody fans. Like Cody crybabies, none of shit. Like something's wrong with them. Like they people sent death threats to the Rock's daughter. They were no. saying they were under. I, I want to point out too, like wrestling fans. The problem I have with wrestling fans, like we're all fans, right? But it's like we we we've we've watched this and understood this long enough to where we can like we get invested, but we can dial it back. You know, like, you know when to dial it back. You know when enough is enough. But the problem is, a lot of these people that are the Cody crybabies, they're like 18, 19, 17-year-old kids who they don't know any better. It's a good amount of them. I'm going to get to the others. Um, but there's a good amount of them like 18, 19. So to them, they've been terminally online their entire life. So sending death threats or saying like, fucked up shit to like wrestlers that's normal and that's okay to them because they think that's fine and that's a big problem with not only just wrestling but twitter x whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. or social media in general people think because you're behind a screen and and and, and we've dealt with this ourselves we talk about people who say crazy shit behind screens like if we saw you on the street, I'm look. I'm everybody know me. I'm different. I will knock you the fuck out. That's different. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna, like I'm not like everybody else in wrestling. I've said this at events when I've worked wrestling events. When I've been there, like I got into altercations at wrestling events. Like if you cross a certain line, there is a certain thing you get dealt with. And I think for fans, especially like those like. We want Cody because, like, this is wrong. Cody's getting fucked over. And I was like, I engaged with a couple of them. And I was like, just, just for shit. I think I was, like, at work and I was just sitting there like, man, I'm bored of shit. I was like, it's a slow-ass work day. Let me engage with some of these fans and just see what they're talking about. And they're like, you have, you've never seen somebody get screwed over like this, like Cody. And I was like, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, like, what are you saying? Like, use logic, common sense. These things still matter in right. the world. Exactly. But those are the youngest, but those are the young ones. Right. The young ones, it's like, hey, you don't know any better. You're just getting out. You're 16, oh. 17. You don't know any better. There was you people know? who were not young that I saw. <laughs> and there was, he's and not going to finish we, the story. He's not going to finish the story. The story is the fucking to, belt. The story is the fucking belt, man. It ain't just WrestleMania. I was trying to not, <laughs> not, not address them. But since she set it up, <laughs> since she set it up so nicely there, brother. So I'm trying to say, I'm going to say this the right way. because I, I, I Keep it as professional as possible here. There were like 50 and 55-year-old like women and like dudes who like wrote like you know, like I don't pay for Twitter, so I don't. I didn't know the capability of writing like a fucking essay and a fucking. Oh. I didn't know you could write. I saw, uh, I counted eleven paragraphs in one tweet about Cody Rhodes, and I was like, "Yo, look, you are fit. Like you are fifty-five years old. <laughs> you got grandkids. What the fuck are you doing?" Talking about Cody Rhodes, you changed my entire life. I would be nothing without you. You're 55. Cody Rhodes been a main eventer for like two years. What are you talking about? I think that's crazy. I understand that people, if you're going through something rough, as someone who's going through something rough, you turn to things to help you get through them. And I understand we seek entertainment to be our escape from reality. I get that. 
But you have to know the difference between reality and entertainment. Cody Rhodes is a politician. He literally plays a politician. That's his character. <laughs> it's such Absolutely. a good, it's such a good character. But it's, like, yeah, that see, that's is- literally it. So when you it wasn't see even that- it, it wasn't even all that, man. It's just I saw so many people like they just couldn't. It just couldn't click with them. Like, okay, if it doesn't happen at WrestleMania, then that's it. Like, it doesn't doesn't right. count. It's like, no, there's no. He's still gonna win the fucking belts. No, he's still gonna win the belts. Like, it's just not WrestleMania. He even said I, it. Like, like the war's gonna end April 9th. Like, no, right. yeah. Like, so my perspective on it is like very. We're on this. We're on the same coin, but I'm on the other side of it, which was like, no, nah, it's still happening at Mania. Like, what? Are you, like, whoa. He didn't say he wasn't challenging for the title. Yeah, it still just, could have happened at Mania. Just, yeah, he just didn't say he was going to take everything from Ro- like it was very important. Like again, to True's point, his character is a politician. Everything he says is intentional. Like if we're looking at it just from a canon kayfabe, what they showed us point of view last week was like, oh no, Cody's playing the long game here because he realizes even if I beat Roman for the title, I still got to deal with Roman thinking he's the shit. So I need to make sure he understands that he's behind me, that he's the two, like all that stuff, right? Because he's gone through this before. He's seen what happens when you play the mind games with Roman. And you, even if you think you won, you lost. Right? It happened with Jay, it happened with Cody, it happened with everybody. But like the idea that people like took that, took that, I don't know, 30 seconds of the, uh, of that segment and just ran with, he just gave up his WrestleMania spot to the rock. When there was no confirmation of it, there was intentional allusions to it of like, oh, hey, the rock and like, what a moment. Like, come on. I feel like we should be smart enough now to understand what is manufactured to like get us riled up, to get us upset about stuff. And like the fact that there were professional podcasters and radio hosts that were leaning into the pro Cody side, 100% threw up bells to me because there people are the ones that don't get fooled especially the the one who is close to cody Rhodes. he knew what was going on and had a t-shirt ready like huh that doesn't 10 10 05 on a friday there's a t-shirt that says justice for cody or we want Cody. hmm hmm that feels uh and it was up on on t-shirt sites that just feels like yeah this doesn't feel like this is like, oh, he's getting screwed. This is intentional, right? And like people showing their ass because they're refusing to just look at the simple solution of, oh, this is the plan. This is, we're supposed to feel like this. It's pro wrestling. They are doing what they're supposed to do, which is telling a story and getting everybody's emotions invested in the stories and the characters. Holy shit. Wow, in 2024, kayfabe still exists somehow, but people are like, no, nah, kayfabe's dead. Like, no, 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 we've gone, we've gone full circle now. Kayfabe, this yeah, is what kayfabe back. is. Yeah, like, this is kayfabe. <laughs> the Rock being a board member, they had t- they announced it on the TV show. The rule used to be if they talk about it on the TV shows, it's kayfabe. Like if they if they don't if they don't mention Matt Hardy running in and attacking Edge, but we know it's Matt Hardy because we saw his face. Well, that wasn't supposed to happen. But as soon as they start acknowledging, wait a second, that's Matt Hardy. Oh, okay, that's now he's on TV again. Yeah. All right, hold on, wait a second. Like, I, like to to True's point, it's all kids. We've lost the recipes. We've lost the recipes as professional wrestling fans to where I, you know, and as I feel like as older fans, 
part of that is on us of like getting lost in some of the discourse of like, no, no, guys, this is what it's supposed to be like. We're supposed to watch the product, go, man, what a great show that was. What a great, wow. Cody, Cody brought the rock in to mess with Roman's head. And it's, instead, the entire discourse is Cody is the new Daniel Bryan ridiculous and the rock is making a play to own the company also ridiculous like that man doesn't want to own that company let's be real here I, he, he wants to I shoot movies someone, and own, own I football saw, leagues i saw somebody say i can't believe he would he would say that he would just do that sh- it shtick more it's just gonna make the fans double down and make be more mad at him i'm like fucking yes motherfucker. right Right, oh, he, he's a heel. Damn it! Like he's a heel. <laughs> damn, they really are you wow. fucking. I, I don't even want to say the words I'm thinking right now because yeah, right. I don't need this to get kicked off the air. But like True said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you talking about, dog? I, I do adults, man. We're <laughs> look. I will scroll the timeline sometimes, and I would just look at my phone and read some stuff. And I'm like, yo, come on, man. Like, and in my mind, I'm like, these people are not real. This is not real. Like, they, like, like they're just—they're playing into it. In my mind, I'm like, oh, they're just playing into it. But then, like, there's like a couple people who I follow, and I and like one person DM me. I didn't tell anybody this. I didn't even tell Eric before the show to tell anybody this. They DM me, and they were like, "Bro, do you really hate Cody that much that you don't want to see him finish <laughs> his story?" And I was like, first of all, fuck his. I don't give a fuck about his story. I mean, still getting paid, care. damn it. All right. Yeah, like I don't care about that. Like, dude, I don't give a shit. And and they were like, Cody's worked so hard, and he's done this and that. I was like, Cody was the same dude who was out with an injury for like six months, came back at number thirty, won the Rumble, and you said the same shit last year. Like, oh, you're that's, that's oh my god, he's just your favorite. He's your favorite, <laughs> and so you so you're like, he's my favorite. So like, he's got it. Like, growing up, growing up watching the Attitude Era, our favorites lost a lot. Like yeah. Stone Cold got screwed a lot. The Rock, The Rock lost all the damn time. I saw The Rock lose to fucking Rikishi in a match before. I'm like, why are you losing to Rikishi? <laughs> he was losing the fucking matches on on Raw with Billy Gunn. I'm like, he beat. I mean, as he beat Billy Gunn and like you know SummerSlam, but it's like, why he's losing tag team match? He's taking pins. He took a pin against the NWO with Stone Cold Steve Austin in a fucking tag team match. He was losing. A day in, day out. They now they started a very bad habit with Roman, where instead of instead of instead of earning the spot and then being given the spot, they would give him the spot and then retroactively make him try to show oh, okay. how they earned it. Okay, okay. I, was, I was like, wait, you talking about like current Roman habit or no, 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 Roman, yeah, like he was a baby yeah, yeah, face yeah, 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 back yeah, yeah, then. No, they no. gave him the spot, remember? And then they had him right. Right. Get the shit beat out of him by Roman Reigns and have all those crazy <laughs> matches and or not Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar yeah. have all those crazy matches. Um, it, it was that, like they were retroactively trying to show you why this is all. Oh, this is why instead of him being at that level and then right. being given the spot, it, it was like they tried to give it to him and then go backwards and and make you earn make him earn it and have you respect him. And it just I, never worked. And that was kind of what happened with the yeah. Cody thing. Although people do. It's a little less manufactured uh, with Cody, I, but I, I feel the like I I did like I think from day one Cody came in and like in the fans' eyes he had already earned it like a lot because yeah. it's it, you know everybody's a little bit smarter. Hey, that's Cody Rhodes. I know the name like even the like, yeah. I know that name. 
He wrestled here before. I liked him before. And wow, look at him. He beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And like, bam, instantly. Like, as soon as you, you beat a former world champion at WrestleMania, okay, you're somebody to give a damn about, even if you're not in on it. Like, I, I agree, though, with you. They do this where they tell you that somebody's a big deal. And you they still they did it before, but they they go too hard with it. Yeah, like they I think I think an even better uh example of this was what when they rebranded uh Curtis Axel, you know, and they were mm-hmm. like, Hey, <laughs> this man, look at this man, he is he is third generation. <laughs> and they did everything right where they're like, yo, he is legit, man. Like this guy is great. And then and then they're like, We're gonna give him Paul Heyman because that's how legit he is. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is he Heyman, he, Heyman should show interest. Like there should be a slower burn to this to make him feel important. Oh, also, he's going to beat a concussion. Uh, Triple H, or he's going to, you know, he beat Triple H via concussion. It wasn't even a pinfall. Triple H was just concussed, and they're like, "All right, that's the match." And it's like, how does, who does that help? Like, what's going on here? But yeah, no, they absolutely have done this. Where, hey, can we? Can we? Can we? Ha- it's okay for people to lose, guys. Like it's okay. the The sky doesn't so fall if somebody it. loses on a Monday. And if you look at like some of the biggest stars that we've had in the modern era, uh, all of those guys happened organically. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, that was not the fucking plan. And then he mm-hmm. gets up there and cuts cuts that promo off three sixteen, and Austin then it was races. on. And, he won. Right? He's supposed to win the King of the Ring. It's it seems. Seems. <laughs> yeah, because Triple H got in trouble <laughs> for the curtain call. Yeah. So and and. and it seems crazy to think of because of what ended up happening. But John Cena was the same fucking way. He almost got fired twice. And if you think of, if you think about, right, because we all got so used to it over the years. But if right. you really think about that gimmick that he was portraying, it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> He's and a like, rapper. Yeah. He's a white boy, <laughs> a white boy <laughs> dressing like that, rapping. <laughs> And he had to go out there and pull off those raps and be completely like, uh, you know, not make a joke of it. And he pulled it off. They had him. They had him battle rapping fans outside of shows like it was legit. And it's like, yes. And like we ate it, and a lot of us ate that up as when we're. Which it's funny, like yeah, sixteen year old, seventeen year old kids love Cody. Like if we love John Cena and JBL beats him at WrestleMania twenty one, we're throwing our. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell's going on? That, that's John Cena. He should have won. It's like, come on, like uh, Batista. <laughs> yeah, a, a, another example. He's a fucking deacon. Like, look yeah. ridiculous. And but you know, he's he keeps going. He keeps going. He's with Evolution, and I remember distinctly watching WrestleMania twenty with a group of you know like non fans, just people who came over to watch the show, and they were like, "Holy shit, who is that fucking guy?" And they were talking about Batista, and mm-hmm. it just eventually organically like, "Yeah, that's the guy." And then the latest example was Daniel Bryan. Same thing. That was not planned. They put him through all that bullshit, that weird fucking gimmick where he was like pimping the Bellas and shit, and and <laughs> but he just he just could not be fucking denied and right. that's where they put him and so all of those mega stars were made that way and then they got into this habit of like well we're just going to pick somebody and work from you know retroactively to try and get them there we're so going to tell you who it is it's good that yeah exactly so, so it's good that they're trying to get an element of organic like hey get everybody on Cody's side because like i said i think this is going to be a long generational John Cena type babyface run that's about to go on. I want to 
I want to actually bring up something, right? So Cody is very manufactured uh, as the face. But if you look, even in this last two years, the people who got tremendously over, Jay Uso. Jay Uso has not won many matches. He has nope. not been booked like a, a megastar. Sami Zayn is just lost tonight. <laughs> in a message, <laughs> just lost but he is super over last year he got over because he was a lovable loser essentially in the bloodline that was the most organic story that we've seen in wwe in a long time so much so that like grum pointed out people were like oh sammy shit i sammy's story was not the title but for me i was like yo if we pivot all the time if you're gonna if you pivot well, shit, why not pivot with, like, Sammy, like, when Sammy hit Roman with that chair, I remember watching that, and I was like, yo, they got, they have something. Like, I know Cody is the, is their guy, but they have something. And then they just kind of fucked it off, and then they gave Sammy the tag team titles, which was like, eh, it's, it, you know, it just, it, it didn't. Another guy who I think deserves better right now, but organically got over, L.A. Knight. It's those, those are got the, the baby faces that they have in WWE, besides Cody, really got over because they kind of weren't supposed to get over the way they got over. I don't think I don't think anybody expected LA Knight to come out there and be top 10 merchandise seller, top five merchandise nope. seller. No. Nobody. You're not expecting Max Dupree. Yeah. Max Dupree. You got to roll that and like... <laughs> to Eric's through. point, Eric, you said it. Max Dupree was literally about to like he was possibly gonna get fired too because yeah. of that gimmick. And it's like he took that, became himself, really himself. I mean he's a Hagerstown, he's a dude from Hagerstown. I mean, yeah. I mean you can't I've been to Hagerstown plenty of times. I've that you don't get no more <laughs> Hagerstown than that, brother. So it's like when you see that, like you letting people and Sami Zayn is a goofball. If you've ever been around Sami Zayn or seen him in real life, he's a goofball. Him being himself in the context of that story is what people like. R-Truth, another one. R-Truth goes up there and just acts stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They're chanting, we want truth. Today. Wow. <laughs> that's wow. crazy. But, well, but LA you Knight, know that's a chance. Like but that? I was pointing this out to say, Cody's hmm. manufactured the same way that they, in my opinion, they manufactured Cena's run as a top guy because Cena got over organically. And then they put him in this like, He's the Marine, and then he's like, he's this good guy that does this make a wish stuff. And it's like, like, first of all, he's not a Marine. He's playing one fucking movie. Like, <laughs> he wasn't that. Like, I, you know, and then it's like, right. oh, he's just he's this guy, make a wish guy. And it's like, that's a part of the job. Like, that's a part of the job for WWE as a wrestler. You're gonna be make a wish. You're gonna be there with kids, and I, well, and I was like, they nah, moved into a new not to the, not to the, not to the, yeah, come not to the level on. He's doing it. I that was such, I, a, that was such a true I, thing I, to I, say. I, just now. No, 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 no. I no, get what you're Shattered records. Shattered records of wishes granted. What I'm, legendary schedule. I know. I get what true is saying. It's like they were putting this and touting it like. You can't you can't boo him because of this. And I was like, I, I like it was like, oh, the crowds are a mixed crowd. How could they people are like, how could you boo John Cena? He does make a wish. And I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck does it have to do with the television show? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm so like, the, the, right. it, JBL is poopy writing like shit. Like, like that 
Who things. else? Who was it? Was it Punk that said like they only talked about it when John did it? Like I did a bunch of Make a Wish shit too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah, say wrong. Cena did great. Cena did a right. ton of it, and like I, I'm, I'm not on a personal level. I mean, that's that's dope as hell. You get to do stuff like that, give back to the kids. Like that's great, but it has nothing to do with you as a professional wrestler and what you do in the ring. When you go in the ring, I'm not gonna be like, man, this guy talked to like six kids with cancer. I can't boo him because <laughs> th- like that's so weird to me. Where I'm like, it's wrestling though. Like he is great. He could be a great guy in real life. That's great. That's dope. His character is this. But if you come out and you spit a promo like a promo that I don't like, or you're doing like JBL's poopy stuff, or he was doing this weird stuff for a while and it just wasn't like hidden, like that's where to me it's like it's manufactured. You're manufacturing him to be like he's your company guy. You right. to be it, to guy. be insulated by that. Exactly. Yeah, for and shit that's corny. And piggyback off of, off of that because and to bring it back to Cody because I do wholeheartedly agree with True. That's in the other company. That's what got him. For lack of a better term, ran out of there. Like it was. Cause I know why he left. I'm, I it, can't say it, but I know why he left. Okay, well, from, <laughs> it wasn't from the outside, it wasn't the booze. Okay, okay, from outside. Well, okay, even okay, take away why he left. From people started, in my opinion, people started to turn on him because it was so hokey. It was so manufactured, and and they and they and especially there. And then I believe there's more kids there's more it's more uh casuals so it's like okay well we you know for a while we might accept it but even eventually i think it's gonna this is this situation is gonna help him i do think if there isn't some dimension given to his character people are going to turn because like you guys are saying the people who actually get over long lasting are the people who win the thing is over themselves not the people who are just put into this spot as the Superman for lack of a better term or trying to keep filling the the the, the, the Hogan hole in the in the company. Like it's the people who like the, your Daniel Bryan, your Sami Zayn, your, like guys who we we organically want because they're just doing cool shit or good shit or genuine shit. Those are the people that people want to cheer for. Nobody wants to cheer for who you tell me to cheer for. I, I do want to say I, I do want to say I always find it funny because they uh people always say like this and for Cena it was all the time like oh he's filling the Hogan role. Uh, other than maybe Stone Cold, wasn't no motherfucker ever, ever, ever as organically over as Hulk fucking Hogan fucking was. And anybody who doesn't know that or realize that, you better watch go watch some fucking tapes. That, 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 is, right. that is the one thing that's funny, right? Like you can make the, like there's an argument where yes, Hulk Hogan is organically over. And then you could say, but he was manufactured to be organically over. And just to like right. just and just to like bring this all like you know in a nice nice bow, context matters, right? Like Easy said, Cody's doing the exact same shtick in WWE. And is becoming the number one merchandise seller, the top guy, the guy that they have at press conferences, all that. The exact same guy was the EVP of AEW, and the fans did not care that he put he put himself through a flaming table, and they just yes. didn't care. And when because... you say put himself to a flaming table, <laughs> motherfucker got burned up, <laughs> right? Like they and they did not care. Why? Because they the yeah. the audience 
uh, did not appreciate what they felt was inauthentic, right? Whereas in WWE, everything's inauthentic, right? It's corporate wrestling. Well, it, it was. It, well, I, like, I think it, it, that's one of the things we've discussed. I think in the last, and it's weird because it's been so recent. Yeah. I think really within the last six weeks, it's starting to turn around. Well, the I, stuff that was happening in the ring was mm-hmm. already starting to turn around. Right. Now the crowd getting with it is what's starting to turn around and on what's, that. And what's funny is like the the arguments like, oh, like, well, like the fans are going to turn, they're going to shit all over Cody. If like going back to last year, they'll shit all over the Cody storyline. Nah, I didn't hear one boo. I didn't hear oh. no, we want Sammy. You know why? Because one, they booked it smart where they, they aligned Sammy on the same side of Cody and they were yeah. fighting the same war. Two, Cody's fucking over was fucking over last year. He's 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 even more over. Like I got shit uh last year when when Roman won. I'm a big Roman guy. Love Roman, love the character, love same, the same. I was like, yes, like don't let Cody win this year. Cause one, I was selfish because I was like, it's in it's in Philly. I'm in Philly. I'd love to see, I want to see that moment live in my own eyes. But two, now let him hit that thousand year thousand days and then we can start talking about potentially losing it because that's historic right that is the yeah. historic like he might never hit the hogan hogan and, and bruno numbers that's fine a thousand is a thousand it's undeniable but like i'm sitting there i'm like roman's still got plenty of people to go through he's got his own bloodline to go through i i still want the bobby lashley roman match like i, I want yes. it, give it to me <laughs> you know like there's plenty of there was plenty to shake off and i'm like and then you never know who comes along like la night no one a year ago was pining for la night versus roman reigns that is how wwe has become so good at efficiently manufacturing an organic rise and it's an oxymoron it's a paradox whatever you want to call it but a year ago no one cared that la knight was doing what he's doing like this time last year he was doing the exact same thing he was kicking uh, xavier woods out because he's playing video games right but he's being la knight the same guy that he is right now no one wanted him to main event pay-per-views they didn't want him to main event pay-per-views but people were fucking pissed that he was right. not on that show last year. <laughs> right right i do like, remember that but they're like hey we're gonna like we're gonna manufacture yeah. we're gonna put him in positions that you want to see him in right you want to see him get into it with the you know with uh you know with with the top, hit row top dollar and everything you want to you want to see him clown people so we'll put him in the ring with people that you want to see get clowned wow it's almost like intentional <laughs> booking and like it works and to the point like of it all is like Cody is both organic and manufactured because organically he he has done everything himself, but Absolutely. he did so in a way to he manufactured it to where somebody else can go replicate it. Hey, this worked over here. Like I self-made guy wearing a suit talking about my dad. It's pretty, it's pretty good money, pal. Pretty good money, pal. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's pretty good money. Like, you know, so like Damian Priest, like, yeah. The corporate wrestling thing, right, and and what we're talking about is is wraps around nicely. The next thing that I wanted to ask everybody about was, <laughs> I see people who are so call it I call it fed pilled. There's people who are fed pilled, <laughs> and there's people there's double O's right for AEW. But the people who are fed pilled, they are so just fucking aghast at the thought. That like, hey, we did something, the crowd reacted away, and then we pivoted. Like, they're like, can't, they can't fucking believe it. And also on the other side, there's people from the AEWs, there's double O's that don't want to give them, well, this wasn't their original plan, so they don't deserve any fucking credit. 
I say, first of all, the reason you even fucking like AEW that passionately is because you hated WWE. And why did you hate them? The primary reason is because of their lack of ability before this to pivot. Their lack of ability to listen to their fans. Their lack of ability to... These motherfuckers, and it was said on CM Punk, that podcast, that famous one, plenty of other people's podcasts, that when the fans would shit on what they would try to give, they would take it as a fucking challenge. Not as, oh, you don't want this, let's try to figure out what you do want. They would take it as a challenge. As being like, oh, you don't like what we're trying to give you? Well, we're going to help you fucking like it. Like, this is what you're getting, and we're going to make it work. The fact that they pivoted, to me, is almost as hopeful and hope-inspiring for this new administration as the fire that this angle is in and of itself. Like, the fact that they were able to pivot and say, Oh, this is the fucking read the room. Like, this is what's hot. Like, let's go with it. And not only did they pivot, but they are fucking crushing it. The Rock has been fucking amazing since last Friday night. Easy. Are you as hyped and as hopeful as I am about this newfound ability to not only pivot, but make something fucking awesome out of this? It. It, I, 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 I agree. It feels, it, you can, like, even though we all know, you know, Vince left, Vince came back, and now Vince is like gone, gone, you can feel in the product, like the switch, like you said, the, the willingness to pivot. And, and, and you feel it in the product, you feel it in the creative, you feel like, okay, I, I have more trust in, hey, I'm not feeling this. But let's see how it plays out. Whereas before, like you said about um, with double O's and why they didn't like why they didn't like the Fed for so long. Like before, it was like okay, if I don't like this, like we're getting Miss Cena no matter what we no matter what we do. Like we're getting Miss Cena. What's the worst? Like now, it's if something's not working, something's not working. Like it doesn't feel like there's a an arrogance to the booking to the decision making now to whereas oh we know what you want just sit back and and, and enjoy like kind of the way the rock was the rock was playing that up during the press conference it was like yes. oh i know what you want don't worry about it. he was playing that up but that's how yeah. it was legitimately for that's so why long. they're doing it yes. so it, it, it's it, it's genius and the fact that they're pivoting it and the fact that they're turning what was real into kayfabe it's 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 it you can tell that, that the brains in the room are smart they're thinkers and they're learning from their past and they're and they and they're learning how the audience how the wrestling public has changed and how it's like okay we're not just gonna shovel the, the shit you give us like you gotta you gotta spice it up and they're they're doing it like like, like in the weather right now true the ability to pivot it's a beautiful thing uh yes, I I fully agree that the ability to pivot is a beautiful thing. I think this regime of WWE is interesting because the two two powerful people that are in this regime just happen to be two of the greatest wrestlers to ever do it. Mm. And 
that makes the world of difference. Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, Kevin Dunn, uh, I mean, John Laronitis was like a, but like he was a nobody. Like, so it's How like, dare you, you talk about the dynamic dudes like that. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, <laughs> no, like it's just like when you look at the people that were in charge, what, and I, I guess I could somewhat also use this for uh, the other, other company a little bit too, but it's like, the Rock is the biggest crossover star in the history of professional wrestling. There's no doubt about that. He's one of the biggest actors in the world. To have somebody like that come back and become a board member, for one, I just want to point out, slightly going back to you, to what we were talking about earlier, when people were saying crazy stuff on Twitter, people were like, oh, The Rock only comes back because he da-da-da-da and da-da-da. There is a small pattern. Out of your- fucking mind wait, wait wait i want to say this there is a small pattern when rock has a couple of movies don't go well he does pull out the wrestling wrestling bag but i think it works out both ways right i think when rock's movies were starting to struggle i think uh he looked at like before he came back in 2011 he was like kind of like fluttering a little bit like a couple movies didn't do so well he had the two fairy and like faster and like i i I watched all those movies because i was a rock fan um my fiance at the time thought i was a jackass for watching two fairies a grown-ass man but i was (laughs) okay two fairy is a good movie i i I agree she didn't but i agree (laughs) but they like but that's my point like i was like yo rock is rock is gonna break through at some point with what he's doing and and you know whatnot and so I saw that, but the movies weren't doing that well. And so when he came back uh, to host WrestleMania, I saw like, yo, the rock's back. I remember I was at work and like, I came back to work the next day because he came back on Valentine's Day, uh, February 14th. He came back on Valentine's Day, like 13 years ago. And I remember like, I went back to work and I would have people with their cubicles like, yo, you see the rock came back, man, the rock came back. And that's when I knew, I was like, yo, rock is, he gets it. Like he gets it, and it's it really changed a lot for Rock in the sense of like fast the Fast Five movie along with doing WrestleMania, it almost catapulted him because he was not the biggest movie star in the world at that time. No, he was not. No, so that it, it catapulted him, and so like it's funny because when people said it, I was like, he, I don't think he needs it now. He doesn't need it now. Like he's had a couple of flops, a couple of movies that didn't do so well. well I don't but, know if it's a but, it's a it's not a financial thing. It's a I need a win thing. Right. Yeah. And and I think and yeah. that's what I mean. It's like it's like I think he's coming back because it's like this helps in general. And there is some backlash against the rock in general because the, the whole stuff with the DC universe and how he kind of did a couple things. Um, you know, and like there was some stuff when he was standing next to Oprah at one point. A lot of people didn't like that either. But once again, those are not WWE fans. So the, like, most of the people who say that are not WWE fans. So it's like if like, oh, see what The Rock did when he was trying to take over DC and he didn't want to fight Shazam. It's like you think a fucking fifteen year old, <laughs> fucking fifteen year old kid in a Cody shirt cares about that? They don't care yeah. about that. They're just like Cody's my guy, so I want to support him. And for The Rock to come back. I think 
he understood he was not saving WrestleMania. That whole talk about it, it's such a great spin to be like, oh, The Rock came back because he was trying to save WrestleMania because they have injuries. The dude came back four weeks before Royal Rumble. (laughs) There were no injuries at that time. Like, so, like, clearly this was a plan. And he was already, he'd already signed a contract to be a board member prior to the Rumble. So, like, all this stuff was in motion. And I think people kind of have, you kind of have to look at that and be like, Triple H and The Rock, for years now, have had a really good working relationship. I know they had their their issues in the past when they were coming up, but now they're both look at them like Triple H has got the got the he got the book. Right. Rock is on the board. These are and, they, and Triple H is an executive too. These are multi millionaires who started fucking you know uh, Rock was in USWA. <laughs> Triple H was terrorizing in WCW. All that ego stuff, it's very frivolous at this point. These are first of all, these old ass men, one. And like they're, they like I don't think it's this they're working together. Like somebody pointed out when at the press conference, Triple H is looking at Rock and he's like like looking at him like it's time to go. Like I think they I think that segment was like all on the fly. A lot of that segment was on the fly. I think they kind of went with it. Somebody's like, yo, look at Triple H's eyes. Triple H was looking ahead and then he looks at Rock and he's like winking a little bit like go get in Cody's face like now it's time to get in Cody's face like them putting that together like they're work this is a this is an entire collaboration it's not like Rock is coming to take it and Cody's got to take it back but that's kayfabe right that's key you want to believe that and it's stupid to believe that and be serious if you believe it in the sense of like and be serious <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of people going though like they had people going and it's like that's what professional wrestling is. You want to feel invested. You want to care about something. Right. I am a jaded wrestling fan for being a fan for all my life. <laughs> so I don't, I don't give a shit about any of this. As long as it's right. entertaining, though, I enjoy it. I The entertainment, once you get a certain point, and like, it, it, I watch it in my daughter, right? Because my daughter is slowly kind of like, eh, it's just entertainment. She's, she's her daddy's child, for sure. Because she, she used to watch the Disney movies and be like, oh, I'm like this is that, and she's like, eh, this is all like it's all fake. Like this doesn't happen in real life. Like these things, like you watch a Moana, and she's like, we don't know anybody that lives on the islands and goes to this stuff. Like, this is not real. <laughs> That's her, and so when she sees that, like she isn't understandable for other kids who maybe don't. Cody is like a hero to them. I don't know why. I know anybody with that kind of neck tattoo would not be a hero for my child, but if that's your child's <laughs> hero, that's fine. I just think it's just like when people get so invested, Cody, as much as I'm not a fan, I think he has the qualities of what like the quintessential wrestler is supposed to be. He can bullshit with the best of them because God damn it, that's, that's what he does. He can go out there and put on really good matches, which is funny because he never did that before. Like he, he like, like when he was a like no knee pads guy and all that <laughs> stuff like that, he was not putting on like great man. He was like he had like a couple matches I thought that stuck out, but he was not like a, a main event level guy. He made himself into a main event level guy. He st- stood next to a lot of guys that were changing the face of professional wrestling at that time and kind of sticking out. <laughs> and I was, you know, and it, 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 like it worked. So Cody, a lot of people don't see themselves in Cody. And I think that's what his appeal is. You see yourself in Sami Zayn a little bit. 
you see yourself a little bit in Jay Uso, the cousin who kind of wasn't like you weren't the you weren't the big cousin, but you know, yeet, I'm out here, I'm still doing this. You see yourself. <laughs> You see yourself in L.A. night even because it's like you had to go through bullshit at a job before and be given shit that you ain't want to work with. And then you then you like, let me be me and you get to be you and you get to flourish. That's the type of stuff like you see yourself in it. I don't see shit about myself in Cody. <laughs> nope. like, so, <laughs> so when I look at that, I'm like, yo, they found what they were looking for. Cody is Vince's dream, which is funny. He is Vince's dream. He is not Triple H's dream because look at what Triple H did when he had the opportunity to run his own show in NXT. Yeah, Nothing small, like small Adam. It was a small Adam show, and yeah, like he, he. That's it's so funny because Triple H was like this big body guy, like through his career, and then he Triple H he loves grass. That's what he loves. Like, oh people, man, he loves that shit. So I think Rock probably is a Cody guy because Rock is. I mean, rock now. I mean, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson in interviews is very yeah. Lives lives life on the cob, man. He's corny as hell. Lives life on the cob. He's he's as hokey as they come. But it's like, but it works, right? Works because what America loves, and God, I hate saying this. They love hokey. They love corny because America loves a facade. Cody Mm. is a facade. This dude had a fucking burner account. <laughs> Wait, he was a fucking jumper. And everybody was like, that shit oh. was great. And he was like, oh, like the like Prince CR, the CGR. That's not Cody. His middle name is like fucking Garrett. Fucking it was 100%. It's him. That was, a, that was a worst kept secret online. People it was so refused. terrible. And so it's like, he, he's a facade. And right. you embrace the facade because a politician is a facade also. So he fits. What America loves, and that is why I hate Cody Rhodes. <laughs> everything well, that I dislike, but it works that, as professional wrestling because it's a good character yeah. for what they do. So the pivot worked, but it's very phony to me because they're acting like he was held back or held down. This motherfucker WrestleMania made it, uh, WrestleMania last year and won back to back rumbles. That's not been <laughs> done in like twenty five years. But he's <laughs> cold, but he's also Kofi King. Like, 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 I, it's to to Eric's question about like, you know, how good is it that their WWE is embracing pivoting? Uh, I mean, to you know, kind of to the point of like AEW as well. Like, they've started pivoting, right? Where they're like, all right, well, we like this idea, but everybody's kind of behind Swerve a little bit, so let's start putting some momentum behind Swerve. Let's start putting Swerve in positions. Where the rest, like the people who might not see it, can see it, right? Like, hey, Hangman, you're the number one baby face we got. You're gonna work with Swerve, and we're gonna we're gonna cement him into the main event picture. Where everybody's gonna be like, damn, Swerve should be the one to take the title off Max, not Samoa Joe. Like, it should be Swerve, right? And but like with a talent like Cody Rhodes, it's very easy to just pivot because a he's always gonna be over, and b He's always willing to do business. Like if they were to be like, "Hey, Cody, you're gonna get your you're gonna get the title at SummerSlam, right?" Or we're gonna do a big show at MSG and be like, "Sounds good," <laughs> because it's easy. But it's easy. but in the past, uh, they wouldn't have done it. Right? They would have put Rock and Roman out there and had people boo the 
ever loving right. fucking bejesus out of it and they would have had them cut the exact same promos and pretend that they didn't hear everybody <laughs> shitting all over every segment it would have fucking right. went exactly like that so while it is easy you are right it's uh, to me it, it's still still a huge I, hallmark I, of this new fucking right thing. it's and like it, to your point Ari, it was like the the fact that like wwe didn't it wasn't even the fact that they couldn't pivot it's that they refused to made people hate it so much and like i always talk about this when the the brand the brand name thing does the thing that the alternatives do like my go-to for this is like twitch and mixer two streaming you know like live streaming content platforms mixer was owned by microsoft and they had zero latency streams for every content creator didn't matter how big how small you were zero latency on your streams where it's like twitch did not they're like oh well we can't we can't pull that off like that's not possible mixer's like yeah it is watch and then a lot of people left because they're like look i can respond to my chat immediately and twitch put the money money behind it and suddenly mixer dies <laughs> like it's like yeah. oh hey we could have done it right we, we could do it and it's like well what's the point then you know if we, if i can pivot now what's the appeal to aw if you're a wrestling fan right if you're if you're if you're not a wwe fan or an aw fan but a wrestling fan and you're like man there's a lot of wrestling to watch it's funny you bring that up because me and true for a couple of weeks now and i was ringing this bell months ago uh have we've been pointing out aw and i don't i don't mean popularity wise and i mm -hmm. don't mean money wise i mean as far as the things that are going to help them they had so many things that they had such a huge advantage slash head start on <laughs> the work, the working environment, the schedule, the, and then we're here, the, the, the different booking, the ability to pivot, the ability to listen to your fans and, and switch gears, the in ring bell, the bell product. And the, the promos were, were fucking night and day when, when AEW, began in its first few years compared to wwe and that was the same just up until like a month ago one by one little by little all of these advantages are starting to go away the schedule in wwe is hotter than AEW, but it's not what it was the working environment in wwe is obviously there's really no way to fucking quantify how much it's fucking changed, especially in the last few months. People are getting paid way more up there at WWE for the most part. Mm. Not everybody, um, as we've all, as we've thoroughly discussed on this show, uh, there's some people getting paid exorbitantly more than they should be <laughs> down in AEW. Uh, and some people and, are not getting paid what they should and, be. And some people are not getting paid at all, at like, all. like they should be. Mm -hmm. oh, the promos yeah. have changed the promos have changed the in-ring product has changed and now we're even getting down to the point where this flexible pivotable booking is starting to happen all of these advantages to drive people towards the AEW like you said, wrestling fans not fed-pilled not double O's wrestling fans Every advantage that AEW had is starting to fade away. So you know, they're gonna Eric, need to they're gonna need to get their shit together. You know, Eric. Sooner than I later. Wanna, I just want to say this, Eric, because this is important to note. 
what it looks like to us is not what it looks like to them. As someone who talks to several people, well, we've talked about AEW, that. Yeah, and the AEW, you know, uh, executives, and uh, I talked to them. Well, not recently. They don't think they're gonna answer my call mm. uh, <laughs> uh, right now. But um, over the last, I'd say six or seven months, talking to people in AEW, the Dublos, the cult-like fan base of AEW is what they seek. And I think that is kind of the problem because your fan base and the WWE one there too, stand up for WWE. Like that was <laughs> stupid. Like, like that's stupid. <laughs> but it's like with AEW, when I watch Tony call himself a victim at like a press conference and I like watched that and I was like, you employ Ric Flair, uh, you have Chris Jericho, who I get it. People are like, oh, we didn't, we don't know. Like, if you've been around wrestling and you've been in actual wrestling like circles, it's not a secret that Chris Jericho, for one, has an alcohol problem and that he also has an issue with, uh, got issue boundaries. With, yes. Yeah. Behavioral <laughs> issues. And, and, and like I said, and I think what, what happens in AEW. And I know this from experience, is that people will look at certain people and be like, well, he's a good guy to us, so we're just going to overlook it. But that's the same shit that people did with Vince on the other side. Well, Vince is good to me, so even though he's a fucking creep that does all this creepy-ass shit, that's my guy. You got people in AW who used to work for Vince, and they're like, oh, I, I love Vince McMahon. I love Vince McMahon. But they have this moral compass to where anybody else who does something or it's cool for Tony Khan to tweet out, oh, you know, sexual assault and da 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 when talking about Vince. But you won't, but you won't speak out about other shit. Like that's the problem with AEW is that once again, the facade, all of the things that made AEW what it was in the beginning was a facade because their wrestlers, their owner. They're all under a facade. What they do best is their in-ring product, which is why the thing that they do best still throughout all of this, the in-ring product. Mm -hmm. They have wrestlers. Everything yep. else, though, is suffering because they don't have an identity anymore. The reason why, I'll tell you straight up what they told me in AEW. Punk was the reason why we lost our identity. That's what I heard for two and a half years from people from people, they like, well, like Punk came in, and and I say this because I really don't care. Uh, I don't really, hmm. I mean, if, they, if they hear this, I do not care. Uh, I've lost all fucks about AEW and their feelings because they don't give a shit about me. So, fuck them. The, what I want to say is they thought Punk was a clout chaser. That's what I was told. Punk, and this is, and this is a long time ago, before Punk even left, they thought he was a clout chaser. When Punk said people were talking about him in the dirt sheets, it was not a lie. This is a problem in your company. You brought a you brought a guy in who was not true. Lean into your mic. True, just standing up, just yelling. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I say, I always imagine him. He's like um on on a Pirates of the Caribbean when they get into the, the little boat and the, there's, like a little there's like a little candle hanging they're on pulled, the end of it. They're and they, pulled, just, they're and they float away. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Hey, hey, let me just let me double check. Yeah, yeah, hear me. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no I, look, I, I've been I've been like under the weather a little bit the last few days, so I've been like laying down. So I laid down, and that's when the mic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, only, like, I got I, I got I, I got enough energy to get this promo off, or I got enough energy yeah, to yeah. sit up straight. I'm like, getting I'm this just, promo like, off, buddy. Yeah, let's get the promo. Off. But no, like I was like, it's just AEW. Their feeling is that if you're not with them, and this is the problem, the business. If you're not with them, you're against them. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to subscribe. If you have a company full of 120 people, no one has to subscribe to your entire way of thinking. And if somebody doesn't, then you exile them or you you push them out. How right. do I know? Hmm. hmm. I wonder. It's like I mean, you can't yeah. you can't have a different a difference of opinion with these people because We've been over it. It's the emperor emperor's new clothes. You know, anybody who has anything negative to say. Uh, is is automatically wrong and and we don't do that and right. bad faith this and bad faith that motherfucker your show is in the seven hundreds. What? So I, it's obviously stuff. not. It's <laughs> obvious. So obviously some shit's not working. I'm gonna. So I, I, uh, I have a a, a a slight background with television, work some production stuff. That's a really good fucking number. Like yes, oh yeah, no, it is. Like like no, it's like context it's a, it's does. A, Compared it's a to good WWE, number, it's, it's a not good, a great number. It, I'm yes. not even. It's not even that. Right. It's a good number. I'm talking about the trend. Right. It was in the 950s, and now it's in the 700s. Right. It, you go and and the live attendance is following. That's the well. bigger. That's the oh, bigger one. That's and I'm not bigger. saying that. Like I said, eat, right. I agree. 700 is a good number, but yeah. it's not a good number when you were at 900, and it's certainly an indication. That people are losing interest in your television on. show. You're, right. You know what I mean? And it's it's because that like to me, there's an element. So to to True's point about like they lost, you know, quote unquote, they lost their identity, right? And they lost their identity when punk came in or so yada yada yada. It it it, it correlation is not causation. Yes, around that time is when they lost their their yeah, identity. Absolutely. It it doesn't have to do with punk coming in it doesn't have to do with cole coming in daniel bryan coming or danielson coming in none of that right it's just there was a moment where for three years if you follow the product you were rewarded with watching the the start right to be like hey you're in ground zero you're gonna watch these guys the jungle boys the darbies the hangmans the mjfs rise up right and we're gonna fill those spots with new young guys and new names and then around that time, it said, hey, okay, we're done doing that, right? We're we're going to, because business-wise, it makes sense to be like, hey, we've established these people. It's go time, right? We, we've we established the Hangmans, the MJFs, the Sammies, all this stuff, for better or for worse, uh, personal preference. Sammy Guevara can, you know, whatever. Um, yes. But, <laughs> well, that, but that, like that act, so the main thing I was going to say right. is to me, they... You're right, but there's also a lot of they they don't know when to when to cut bait on things, man. Correct. And like that's, there's several there's several acts that I yeah. just why the fuck is this still on my TV? Right. It, it's it's so funny we're talking about um going back to pivoting. They have like they over there have been horrible with pivoting, whether it's been something Don like Callis the fuck off TV. Exactly <laughs> the, the Don Callis Jericho stuff. Has he tell he's 
He says he's on Cage Match all the time. He's always online. You can't see that nobody likes the Callis Jericho stuff. And it's been going on for so long. Before that, it was Dan Lambert. Everybody was over that. And it went on for so long. And it's like, and then this wasn't, this isn't nobody's fault, but the Cole Matt stuff. It's like, okay, this thing happens. How are you going to pivot? Like I said, it's unfortunate that it happened. It's not their fault that it happened, but the pivot has not been um, has not been satisfactory to anybody. So, like, there, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why those num- why those numbers look the way they are is they're not good at pivoting, and it's up and they're doing things that just aren't working for for the fans. And if something doesn't work for the fans, you better pivot because if you don't pivot, then people are gonna stop showing up. People are gonna stop paying premium prices. People are gonna stop tuning in on a Wednesday night. Like it's you're going to see those things fall when the product that you're putting on TV is not stuff people want to see. And to that point, and to that point, and to, to Grum's point too, if losing, if they felt like they lost their identity when Punk came in, they don't have that feeling about Cole Danielson coming in because Cole and Danielson fit in with them. Mm-hmm. They And they, that's a problem to me. Whereas like Punk is Punk was the biggest name you could acquire in 2021 because seven years away, I mean, you know, he, I mean, like everybody was like, oh, CM Punk going to come. I mean, outside of them finding a way to steal like a John Cena, a Brock Lesnar, or like a, a get the rock or something. There's no bigger name you could have got than CM Punk. And I think what it is is that Punk came in, Punk did his business. He wrestled all these, you know, these younger guys. He worked with, you know, you know, Lee Moriarty. He was fucking worked with fucking Matt Seidel on random rampage. Like he was <laughs> like, like, like this is this is and, and like the funny part is the biggest stars in AEW don't wrestle these guys. They right. don't have those yep. matches. It's like he was coming in and doing stuff that I think he was setting a precedent for. And it started making people feel in the back, like people who like punk were like, Hey man, this is great. We get to he pick his brain. Like, why can't we do this with, you know, Matt and Nick? Why can't we do this mm-hmm. with such and such? And that's what creates the culture of, oh, I, I, we lost our identity. It's like people and people <laughs> feel and people feel like, like, like I said, I've talked to wrestlers. I know, I know wrestlers. There are a lot of wrestlers who feel like, like, yo, Ricky Stark said himself, he doesn't really have anybody he could talk to. And people started going in on Ricky. Like going in on Rick, like right. like talking, and it's like this this is his experience, and right. that's the one I don't like about AEW, their fan base, and them. When they they did it to Lefisto, and Lefisto was talking about this, and that was, oh my, and I've had a I've had a person I had a personal conversation with Lefisto. Uh, I can say it now because she's she's fine with it, and I've had several personal conversations with her. Um, would love to get her on the pod. Uh, she's not really doing pods right now, so but personal conversation because I have gone through a similar stuff with AEW right now. And I think me speaking out about it, what did they do to me when I spoke out about like, Hey, this is going on. This is kind of messed up. It took me off of a song that I've been on for nine months, 10 months and <laughs> have not gotten paid for properly. So, and like, that's how they do that. Because, But it's because of the fact if I was like some of the other artists and it's not a shot at them, Although they did dis- dissolve today the AW artist chat, which I thought was interesting. But when they when we had that going on, those other artists, I've talked to them. Yo, we ain't get paid for this either. They ain't do us right for this. Y'all didn't say nothing? I mean, it's just the way it goes. That's crazy that this is happening in the company is supposed to be the alternative, the good guys. Like this is right. the, like this is, and this and- goes back to my point. 
the facade of who they are. Oh, Tony does so many great things. He's so nice to people. But it's like, he will look down on, trust me, I've dealt with him for three years. He looks down on you unless you're someone that fits into his bubble, his circle. And it's it was what Vince McMahon would do in his own company. Hmm. And it's just, it's like, and that I bubble think, and circle is why we keep seeing some of these same acts that are not over, fucking working, have over, never fucking worked over. over and over and over. We're still years into this and these fucking acts are still getting all this TTV time. Meanwhile, the numbers are fucking going down. What can save yeah. the numbers? Oh, and to, and to Grom's point, right? Mm. If you thought bringing in superstars and not building up younger, younger, younger talent was the issue, then wow, you brought in fifty-year-old Edge. You're bringing, you're you're trying to bring in Okada, who is once again great name to bring in. You're bringing in Will Ospreay, great well, name to the, bring in. The problem <laughs> with it has begun to be to be they bring these names in and then they just it just fucking goes nowhere. No Where's way. Miro? Where's House of Black? Where's Fucking Andrade. Where's fucking well, Andrade? Andrade is WWE. WWE. Yeah, like, but yeah. That's, that's what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. though. But why is he in WWE? You know what right. I mean? Like, like yeah, right. I, so you can go I, down the list and basically, Adam Cole, a lot of injuries involved, but like they're fucking, what is that group doing? What did they do on Wednesday? Jump fucking best friends? Like, my favorite mid card act. They're, that's, they're that's like, <laughs> like, like, like Basically, it's, everyone other than Brian Danielson that they have brought in that was a big deal when they brought him in has fucking floundered and done fucking nothing. And yeah. one could argue, one could argue with Danielson that he's had great matches, but he's been hurt. He's been hurt a lot, and he we've we've haven't got a full potential of a Dan, of a Brian Danielson run. He doesn't want the title, which yeah. is. Which is gonna suck, but I mean, I mean, he could, he could have had the team. People forget title. they right. had fucking. <laughs> people forget they had fucking Red Dragon. They had Undisputed Era, like one of the hottest acts to that Both type of hurt. and they what? and they did fucking nothing. Which, uh, I, I, so I, I always I, like to go back to the the, the double O's, right? Um, the the knock against like the NXT Performance Center. Like, oh, how are they blowing out their ACLs? Well, one, when you have very large humans doing very small human things, like running very fast and jumping very high, that's yeah. going to, that's the representation <laughs> disaster. But hey, can we talk about how multiple wrestlers in AEW like had spine injuries recently, neck injuries? Like, it's one of these things of like, oh, injuries happen, right? It's either you chalk it up, Occam's razor, the simple solution, injuries happen, or you go, Oh, the culture, they don't care about their necks. This it's like it's, no 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 wrestling is the it, wrestling, it's just the right. wrestling style. So me and um me and uh he's a guy who's worked in MLW, probably you guys know who he is uh Hammerstone. Me I love Hammerstone. Hammerstone. Yeah, me and Hammerstone have tweeted back and forth about this like over like over the years. And every time it gets brought up, I always bring up the fact I could fucking guarantee you, I bet anybody listen to this, if you guys Google it. I bet within the next month, Jerry Lawler will be wrestling somewhere. <laughs> Unfortunately, but yes. <laughs> but yes, like, yes. <laughs> but like, right? But like that no. style of wrestling, like the new style, it, you don't have a career longevity like that. You just fucking right. don't. Like, Anybody who's still wrestling at close to that age in their 50s is a motherfucker who left and came back 
it which, thought he was going to get crippled like edge like, right <laughs> which is funny like you you know talking you know true's like comment about like hey if you're not with us like then what are you doing here not it's not even like if you're you're against us like i won't go that far but it's definitely like what are you doing here if you're not with us Edge, Ed, Edge comes uh, in. They definitely, they definitely think it's against them. Right, right. Well, yeah, I, like I said, I'm not going to go that far just because for this for this example where it's like Edge comes in and he's like, yeah, I talked to Darby. And I was like, hey, kid, like slow it down a little bit. And Darby's like, whatever, man, you jumped off. You, you, didn't you dive through a table? It's like, correct, man. Like that's, that'd be like, hey, like if, if I have a plumber telling me to check my pipes, I'm going to listen to the plumber because the plumber knows. What to do? I'm not gonna be like, hey, did, weren't you the guy that tightened up a, a, a you know a fucking faucet too much and it exploded? Yes, I'm gonna listen. Yeah, to the person and I with lost the ten experience. years of my career. Right? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, but like, it's 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 also tough because going back to the uh, like that mentality that they have, uh, AEW, that is profitable? Question mark. Like, you can get your big shows every so often, and if you also have a billionaire kid who has no problem spending money when he wants to spend it um not when he should spend it uh but yeah. <laughs> like yeah yeah um but uh, who seems like he has no problem having this be a constant like red on his ledger because he's like well what, you know what my family owns f- uh, uh, you know a premier league team and we own an nfl team we're fine on money i can do i can do this and i can spend a whole bunch of money I don't think like they're ever going to truly address that issue, but like the idea of like going after the same hardcore audience that is so hard to book for because they're never happy. There, there is something all they love the Max and Adam Cole thing, right? And then the second that Adam Cole doesn't win at the Wem- at the Wembley show and it sucks. It's a stupid angle. What the fuck are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why is Max still the fucking champion? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't y'all say you wanted this angle to go further? But now, but now it's, but now Max sucks. The shit's boring. Like it can't, you can't have it both ways. But the problem is that's their audience. Their audience is a constant. I can't, you can't please them. Right. Cause if Swerve wins the title, right, everyone's going to be very happy. And if they have him win the title, and they're like, well, well, the, the money match is Adam, Cole, you know, Adam Page versus Swerve at all out uh, or all, at all in. But also you should have uh, Osprey beat him because that's where the money is as well. And it's like, well, which one do you guys want? Because you can only get one of those. Otherwise, I it's think, a triple threat. And no one's happy. <laughs> I think the, the solution to that issue is because – those fans that you're talking about, guess what? More, more than likely, those fans aren't going anywhere. So what you right. need, well, they're going to whine and, and bitch and moan and complain to the cows come home. You know, him and his friend Mark are going to stop watching. No, they're not. They're mm-hmm. not going to stop watching. You need to just, all you need to be focused on is make is, is putting on good shit, good stories that, that people are attracted to from the outside. When Ed, when, when if, uh, my friends, I have friends in a group chat who don't watch wrestling, and they sent me Cope coming in, uh, uh, the clip of Cope coming for Christian at um at WrestleDream. They sent me that clip and were interested. And then guess what? Haven't heard them talk about AEW since because you you can get people with these big names. You bring in you know your Copes, you bring in your punks. They gotta keep them. 
with stories. You got to keep them with, oh, like like a lot of people like Max. You, you got to keep them, Max was, was a success story. You have to keep them with those people or else they're just gonna, they're gonna pop, you might pop a number for a week and that 805 from this week may turn into 910 for for, for big business. Hey, big business get 910, 925 because Mercedes and LA bring people in. All right. Well, if she has a fucking seven minute match with Sky Blue next week at, at, at six, at, you know, at a dead part of the show. Who cares? Nobody's saying. That's the issue. You know, yeah. you, you you bring up a, a good point because I remember when Punk first arrived, I was live at the first dance. I went to Chicago. Not actually, didn't actually go to Chicago for that particular, but I, I was like, I'm going I'm to get the ticket and I'm going to go to that show. And I went there and I remember sitting there and I was talking to people in the crowd and I was like, they've never done this before. And I remember this bald dude was next to me and he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, they don't know what they just did. This is like after like, you know, like the line, like punk, the line in the, in the United Center for Punk's merch was crazy. Like I had never seen anything like this ever at an event. I like, it was crazy. And I was like, they've never done anything like this. And he was like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, now you have to live up to all those expectations of those extra four to 500,000 people that watched your show. They may tune in to your show Wednesday. And now you have to live up to those expectations to keep them there. And what did they do? They put fucking Brock Anderson and Malachi Black in the main event of the show. They put Griff Garrison on the show. You lose your audience because when you have those things that people are, oh, this is so cool. I remember the knock on Tony was he could book debuts perfectly, but he couldn't book anything else. I think Punk had a great run in the first year of AEW. To me, I thought he had a great run. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal. But I think when you look at the the Adam Cole when he first came in, Adam Cole when he came in, I remember I was watching All Out in, in the fucking movie theater. And yeah. I knew it. I knew he was coming. Like, I knew him and Danielson were both coming. And uh, coming coming at the end of the show. And I remember we were sitting there, it's like 10 of us. And I'm like, yo, like, yo, like, uh, I'm like, yo, y'all gonna, like, yo, we we gotta wait to see what this, you know, what this gonna turn out. Everybody was like, yo, you think Danielson coming? I'm like, I think he is. I don't wanna spoil it for people. And then when it happens, everybody's like, yo, they gotta go crazy with this. They gotta put uh, Cole in there with like somebody and and somebody crazy. Like, yo, what if Punk get involved in like the elite with Danielson, well, against Danielson, Punk and like, you know, whatever. That's all, that's the story. And people started creating their own and it kind of goes to Grum's point. You start creating what you want to see and what you're looking for. And then what they give you, AEW did a great job with Danielson and Omega, right? They started off but after that, it was a little spotty. And I think that was the problem with that whole thing is that they had never been there before. They have never, they had never been there before. Malachi Black and and, and Andrade and then like your, your Matt Hardys and, and all oh, the other guys. <laughs> those guys are not, it's not the same. Punk no. took them to a whole, like 1.2 million people on a Friday night at 10 p.m., watch CM Punk return. They have like Rampage and Collision has not even hit one million and combined. This, and so it's like 
that's the crazy part. Like you have people who tuned in, and I think the dynamite the next week after Punk uh, did like one point five or one point one one point one five or one point two million on dynamite, and then it went down the next week. People were like, oh, Punk's not a draw, and I'm like, Punk segment did great, but you know when they lost like four hundred thousand viewers is when you brought Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. out next, and it's like you have. Andrade, Malachi Black, you got Darby fucking Allen, who is going to face CM Punk. You got Sting. Why the fuck are you doing this? When you have AEW Dark for them, you have that. And that's was the problem. He Tony was pan-picking the guys. He's like, oh, these are my guys. They're nice to me. I'm gonna put them on TV because people are gonna see Griff Garrison. You know what's funny is the other night, Dynamite. This is it shows you that shit's not getting better is and it didn't it didn't happen but something similar did happen hangman page swerve they go out and 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 do what what i genuinely think is a top 10 AEW segment ever that match the post it was fucking phenomenal and And they go right and then it goes and then i i sit there and i say to myself i just fucking know after that segment i just no, that the, that the fucking acclaimed is about to come out here and do this fucking ninth grade humor fucking joke that was fucking dead a year ago and it's going to be bummy as fuck and not really and everybody's gonna be like eh, like kind of give them their obligatory fucking reaction but it's it's colder than shit it's gonna look jojo as fuck to anybody who they held onto through that amazing swerve and hangman segment and then those people are going to leave. And it's not exactly what happened, but I just, it's so predictable that that's how those AEW shows go is I just fucking knew something was about to happen. And then, you know, various other things kind of took took away from the show as the rest of it went on. But, uh, but there's a question, right? There is the question. You have, was it five and a half, six weeks, five weeks till AEW Dynamite big business happens. Now you're you're looking at Revolution, which is going to be uh, shaping up to be a great card. Um, you know, I I'm, I absolutely love everything Tony Storm is doing. I think she is fucking amazing in so many ways, and I think you know. And then you got Mariah May in the background. Uh, you know, she's amazing as well. I think the women's division is really, uh, really, really starting to shape up, but. The reason why is because they are preparing for Mercedes Monet's arrival. Mm-hmm. But the issue is you can bring her in and you can keep putting two women's matches on the show, which is great. People been asking you to do that for fucking ever. And <laughs> it took you three fucking years. And now you know, Camille, Camille is are, you know, Camille is arguably, you know, rumored to be signing there or possibly signing there, maybe for Hollywood reasons, which I don't really know that really makes I mean, too much. Warner Brothers is uh, yeah. I, I got a so, I got a lot of uh, off air thoughts about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, look, if if Jade went to WWE to like she had the the Hollywood thing and she said no no I'm gonna go to WWE because that's where the that's where the brand that's where the awareness is. Uh, I guess going from NWA to AEW to for the Hollywood reason, I guess. Stands to reason too. I don't know. 
I think ahead, I think Camille I think Camille saw that she was probably going to be saddled in NXT for a while, and she didn't want to do that. And I mm-hmm. think you got to bet on yourself. And if right, you I think I think that there was some in, it, that she inferred as much in a post that she made recently. Yeah, um, you gotta gotta bet on yourself. Basically saying, you know, if you watch if you watch NWA shows, you know that I'm the best fucking card on the on, night, best match on the card every night, and etc. Um, I I took I took that as to be a uh, I don't know. Uh, but I took that to be a, an indication that that was the case I've, that I've maybe she was going to be headed to NXT. Show, so um, don't. <laughs> she was going to be headed to NXT, <laughs> and she wasn't with that. So yeah. But I think and I, and I, and I think what it is is sometimes you're betting on yourself, and then you get gassed up a little bit because AW. Diana is crushing it with Tony Storm right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't expect Diana to win the AEW Women's Championship. No. What happens after she loses? Because you got you got a tidal wave. You got a you got a storm coming in with nobody has the star power in AEW of a Mercedes Monet, right? Nobody has their star power. She just sold fucking 5,000 tickets <laughs> in which surprised the hell out of me. And we're 4,500 tickets in like pre-sale. So, and the tickets go on sale tomorrow. I think she could do 10, 11,000. We've had a conversation off air, on air a little bit about like, what is her, like, what is her draw capability? What's going to be the impact? Yeah. But once again, in your hometown, your first ever appearance in AEW, of course those tickets are going to sell. Yeah, absolutely. But But when they go to Henderson, Nevada, when they go to Bumblefuck, South Carolina, when they go to such and such, are those tickets going to move the same? Probably not, because it's all about the markets. For one, AW chooses some really weird markets that they keep going to. It's really fucking weird. I'd like, like here, here in, I've been in Atlanta for six months, officially. Six mm. months about now. Duluth, where they are holding the post-revolution dynamite, holds about 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 Gas South Arena is well known here, whatever. But they have like other venues in Atlanta, like Buckhead, Midtown, like the big areas where you could draw seven, eight, nine, ten thousand people if you promoted your show right. I've told them myself. But once again, but then again, the question is, could they really draw those people? Yeah, that's the right. I I think they're so so afraid of the. I think they're not. I say afraid. They don't want the venues to look and Tony's that cheap. They already are. Tony's well, cheap is the truth. It's, well, it's cheap. Yeah. Well. They, yeah. Yeah. There's one I, thing I mean, we've learned on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Personal experience. He's cheap, but he's cheap in the sense of that they will run a building back to back. And I and I, I asked him personally, like, "Yo, why?" Are you, he's like, "Oh, it saves us a lot of money." It's like you just you just gave Mercedes Monet like. Like, like that, right? It, you got fucking now you gotta spend that money. You save that money, then go spend it. It's like a, it, you know, he's very much like a, a, a sports owner, right? Where it's like, oh, we're yeah. taking, we're taking this year where we're not spending, so that we can, we can, you know, we can bank some money for luxury tax reasons. And it's like, uh, aren't you a b- 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 billionaire? Why are we? Why are we worried about? Why are you? This? Why are you worried about like? a hundred you know a hundred dollars to you like that's what it amounts to right whereas like 
it's like no 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 like if you're not profitable tony then you have to you have to figure out how to become profitable right and if you can't become profitable the market the way the free market works is you go away and i don't want to i i've as much as like I, I clown AEW for my own personal taste in wrestling and things, I don't want to see AEW go away. I love the fact that there are that there's another major primetime television worthy company that people can wrestle at. But like you gotta get your shit together because yes, Mercedes Monet is coming in. Yes, you're booking Diana Peraza and Tony Storm in a very entertaining way. Yes, Tony got organically over because you wanted to manufacture a moment where Soraya wins the world title at the expense of Sheeta, who you had a moment. And like, how many times are we going to keep giving Sheeta moments and then never following through? And then you're going to somehow blame it on the talent when it's like, no, no, no. Because you've shown you can follow through with Tony, with Jamie Hayter, with everybody except Sheeta. So like, what's going on here? And like, I have, I have my, my comments about Tony, Tony Khan's representation booking problems has been like, well-documented, but like, I mean, it's his audience that he's booking for. Right. And if that's a problem, if he wants to book for his audience, like that, if that's the audience he wants to have, that's the audience he wants to have. Right. Where like, Oh, they're not going to go for anything other than a, attractive white women. And it's like, but if they're wrestling fans, like they claim true wrestling fans, the most honorable, respectful. We've gone over it quite a few <laughs> times. The the formula is that he points out that the numbers do bad when the women are on, but the numbers do, and which is true, but right. the numbers do bad when the women are on because they're not over because he has not done anything to right. fucking get them over. Yeah, it, because, yeah. it doesn't, right. It, it doesn't. Tra- really- <laughs> it also doesn't see? track when the the, the the numbers go down for sammy guevara but you still put him on my tv seven minutes was, a, a was, damn was, hour was, what the I was, fuck i was about to say to and jericho did a huge dip in right. the quarter hours and you and jericho does not equal ratings and he's been on every other right. fucking show so that's the problem you're too tied to the people that you yeah it's this issue he's too tied yeah. to what he wants and that's the thing he has a team of people that he works with, but, and this is just a funny thought, the only person that has the power to okay anything that goes on television just so happens to be Tony, which was the same issue people used to have with the WWE. It's like, oh, it's a great idea. Got to go through Vince first. Oh, it's a great idea. Gotta go through Vince first. I've heard people, I've heard wrestlers in AEW currently right now say, man, we had great ideas and we brought them to him. And he said, ah, maybe. And then he gives us something else to do and it was not great. And it's like, you know, he's like, but you know, he's a boss. That's what you do. Yeah. It's the same shit that they said in no. WWE for years. Like, this is like, you can't present yourself as an alternative and then be the same thing. The same thing. Like, that's <laughs> the problem. If AEW never said they were alternative, I don't think anybody would care because big wrestling companies are run very similar. They just, it's wrestling. It's all carny bullshit. This is what it is. I've seen it on the indie level and now seen it on a like national scale of how the bullshit it can be and talking to people in the business. The biggest problem, the same issue that WWE had is too many. Yes. Men who are so scared to say to someone, I just, Tony, that's 
just not a good idea, man. I don't think it's a good idea. And if you say that, if someone has been a billionaire their entire lives, as a kid, they were, you know, they, they came from like, you come from wealth. You're not used to hearing no very often. You're not used to it. So when someone comes in and says, hey, I don't know about that, or I don't like this, what does he do? He goes to his press conference and I'm not going to take this fucking shit. And, and we are, we're always victimized. And it's like, oh, he, they're victimizing like leave Tony alone. He's one of us. No, he is not. And as we said multiple weeks now, billionaires do not give a fuck about you personally. You are a dollar sign to them. You are a fan. Sure, you like the same wrestling. I mean, billionaires like the same music and shit that we do, right. too. It doesn't mean that you're the same or that they're the same as us. We are the people who drive their business. We, If you put money into this company, you are helping drive that business. So when you do that, you are a customer. You are not Tony's friend. He does not know you. He does not care about you. Like, and this is where I think fans, and this is why I said the AEW, the double O's, is, and so like, they get so caught up in, if Tony says something on Twitter, what, get him, TK, that's right, Yo. yeah, like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, man, like, go do, like, like, I, and it's funny, I used to do this <laughs> when I first started working with AEW, because I thought it was funny, I used to be like, that's right, rich homie, Con. Talk that shit, bro. <laughs> and then people would people would like message me and be like, "You serious?" I'm like, "You know me. Come on now. This is a joke. It's funny. Like I think that shit is funny." Uh, and and then like because I want and people and people would hit me. I'm like, "That's right, man. You you stand up for TK." I was like, "I don't give a fuck about that. Give a fuck oh. about him. Like, I don't care." As soon as as soon as the uh, the Rosie Ogawa news hit on Saturday, like and and Tony, you know, diving in the snow tweeting like just every gif he can think of uh everybody's like yeah get him tony that'll show that'll show him hopefully that you know that was the thing and it's like what are you what are you talking about this guy this like that is that's not your business because that's his business like legitimately his business and if however he feels is however he feels in talking about tony Khan. but like regular schmucks like us the ones that are like, yeah, Tony, tell them like that means we're gonna finally get, we're gonna get, we're gonna get all these great matches. No, no, it, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't guarantee it by any stretch of the imagination. It just guarantees that Tony was all is extremely online. Like he's got the heart of a poster, except the bank account of a billionaire. It's the worst combination of all time. We're seeing it. Like if it wasn't, it, it, like he's got the potential to buy another social media, you know, website. I was, like, I was having, a, <laughs> I was having a conversation with a prominent figure. Uh, in professional wrestling and I think it's funny because somebody brought it up on Twitter that Tony is like friends with uh I know you you probably know who Rovert is um oh, yeah. yes yeah, a lot of people know good who. old Trevor baby yeah um and like it's it's so funny because they're like yo Tony's friends with him and I was like yo I said Rover blocked my old account 13 years ago because I told him, I was like, dude, you're a fucking dweeb. Like, shut up. You don't even know what you're talking about. It was 13 years ago. It was like 13. Like, I, first, I was like literally just starting the Indies. And I was like, dude, you're fucking like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, and then, then I started hearing stuff about him. And I'm like, Tony's friends with that dude? Like, he's actually friends with him? Like, you're, you're friends, friends. Like, not like, and then I thought about it. I'm like, go to wrestlingforum.com, Lords of Pain, and all this other WrestleZone, all these forums and stuff. And you look at it, and it's like, that was Tony. 
before. And it's like, you know, I used to be at work and I'd be bored sometimes and I would be sitting on a work computer, which you're not supposed to, not, if you're listening, don't go on your work computer <laughs> and go look up shit. Like, like but they can track that shit. Yeah, but like I was on WrestleForum and I'm just like, all right, man, what are they talking about? Oh, you're talking about, you know, John Cena versus Batista at WrestleMania, talking about such and such. And I'm sure Tony Khan was probably in there with all of us. It's like he was probably Chicago TK or some dumb shit like that, or you know, <laughs> shit like that. And it's like, no Jags. yeah, you know, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, but it's crazy because he, like, like he's never lost the wrestling forum or wrestling mm-hmm. forum board member mentality. And it's just like, dude, like, it's it's different now, like, it's different, like. You don't have like, and then, and that's why I think it's funny too, because like you pick and choose, he picks and choose what he wants to respond to. Like people say things all the time. People, you know, tag him and stuff all the time. I, well, not gonna go into that, but like people tag him and stuff all the time, and it's like you only respond to stuff that you know gets your base like riled up because it's an it's a ploy to get ratings, it's a ploy to get people excited, it's a ploy to get people into what you're doing. I get it, I truly get it, but at some point. You don't have to comment on everything. Like, like in his case, you don't have to comment on everything. But as I've learned from AEW people personally, they see everything and they care about everything. And that is a dangerous recipe for a, a group of people who might not be able to hang with some of the things that people say. Like, you can't, you can't see everything and respond to everything. But they see it, and then they'll tell other people about it. And that becomes like, oh, these people are this, and these people are that. And it's like, man, that's just an honest critique. You know, it's like you start to, if, if you see everything online, then you start to, you don't know how to decipher. You don't have discernment. You don't know what's, because uh, now what do, they, what do they say? Everything's a bad faith argument. Bad faith argument. Bad faith. Bad faith. If you say anything negative about AEW, it's bad faith argument. Bad faith argument. And then they push that. Like, that's a weird, like, Tony has, like, a, like, it's a weird, it's a weird culture in AEW. Yeah. And they, they, they feed into the tribalism. That's, that's the thing. They, they want it because they want right. it. They want that. They, that's, it's they, money. Yeah. They believe that that's what's going to get them to be, like, to a promised land. But I think, oddly enough, they don't need it if they just focused on, we are AEW, we put on great wrestling, and these are our stories, I think it'd be okay. But they feed into it because when interest starts to wane from like what people call casual fans or people who give them a chance, they look at it like, we can always go to our base. And it's true, you can always go to your base, but you always still want to do something that excites the people. And I think WWE has kind of excelled at that. And, uh, and you know, you got guys like CM Punk coming back with mega merchandise sales, top seller. You got Jay Uso with a fucking shirt that says yeet. Like, you know, say, motherfuckers <laughs> say yeet since fucking 2014, 2015. Like, and this is, this is over. Where it's like, you go to an AW event, prime example. Uh, a friend of mine went to an AW event a couple, say six weeks ago. I said, yo, what's the merchandise stand look like? Uh, I said, hangman shirt. I said, young buck shirt. I was like, Swerve shirt? You see Swerve? Nah, I don't see no Swerve shirt. Right. Oh No? Like, no? I'm like, what about Darby Allen? Darby Allen's pretty good. He's next to Sting. Sting's about to retire. You see, he's like, I see a Sting shirt. Don't see a Darby shirt. And it's like, why wouldn't you have Swerve, who is 
main eventing your pay-per-view and a part of a championship match just two or three weeks ago, you didn't have a Swerve shirt at the event. He's mm-hmm. coming out whose house? Swerve! The whole crowd is going, like, it doesn't, they're, they're just, it's just the decisions they do, and like, it doesn't make sense. No. And when you ask them why, it's like, oh, we probably weren't going to sell that many of Swerve shirts at the, at the event, or well, Darby probably, you know, shirts might not sell. I'm like, dude, I've been to... Nine, ten, AEW events, and I've walked past the merchandise stands every time, and not once did I see a long line except one time, and that was at first dance. I was at a fuck. I was at the first full gear in 2019. I don't even remember. I don't even remember seeing what the merch. I don't even remember the merchandise stand back then. And so it's like they, the things that they could do to improve, it's almost as. And I have new people new people in there once again the new people are going to come with their ideas and they have their 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 thoughts about how to improve business but it all once again falls on one person and then that is what they need and what i'll be honest i am interested to see the working relationship as time goes on between mercedes monet and tony khan oh yeah yeah. because she's not gonna I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I know her personally, but she's never been. She never struck me as the type to 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 take a lot. Like Soraya, kind of, she was like the biggest like outside name for the women's division that they've gotten so far. But she kind of fell in line with the bullshit too. Like she hasn't seen. I mean, I that's what think... they walked out for. She walked out over bullshit. Exactly. And I do want to straighten people out. People, you know, have had things to say about this contract that she supposedly demanded. Uh, part of that. You know, it is that she deserves feels that she deserves to be paid in a certain amount, but part of that and has been for years is uh insulation against bullshit booking. Like, if you're gonna pay me this, you're not gonna use me in fucking stupid bullshit, right? Because it's a waste of all this fucking money. And if by some fucking miracle it does happen, at least I'm getting paid, but really, it's insurance against stupid bullshit booking. Is getting paid like that. It's to your point there, easy. Yeah. Mercedes has a brother that she uh, helps take care of. Mm-hmm. And I think this is also a very important thing that people have to realize is that when people talk about Mercedes wanting more money, holding out for more money and all this shit, Mercedes takes care of her family, essentially. And she is a she has an interesting reputation in wrestling. And I think it's because People don't understand the concept of people who go to work, go home, pay their bills, take care of their family. Got bigger shit going on in life than this. And, and, and if you're like, oh, this is some bullshit, I ain't fucking with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not used to that. But Mercedes has always been that. And that's why you get that's how you get the label of being difficult to work with, because they're like, oh, every every time there's an issue, there's always an issue. But let it be the other way around. Let's say you go out there, you don't have the best match, or, or you had a rough night. What the hell was that about? Yeah, I'll like, have an issue. Yep. And so it's like it's it's okay for the for the bosses to be like, you ain't doing this, you ain't doing that. But if employee says, "Hey, man, I'm not feeling this," yeah. here we go. Here we go again. Here they go again. And it's like that is where Mercedes. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting because Mercedes. At this point, she's there for she Mercedes is there for the money. Like the creative freedom and the money is what 
draws people into AEW. However, a lot of people were used to certain things. For Mercedes, it honestly for Mercedes, it might work out great because she was so used to bullshit. And but also there's there's a culture. Plenty of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and different and kind of that's what that's what punk thought too. And we saw how that fucking went. Yeah, in the women's division, you talk about that culture backstage. If you really like this is a this is although she's not on television right now, there's still a big boss. There's still a real big boss of that women's division who is uh-huh. like, I get to collect money and not be on TV. Okay, I get to go to these events and be still touted as like one of the faces. Okay. And I don't see Tony I... Storm at them Jaguars games. I don't see I don't see Deanna Perrazzo yeah. at those Jaguars games. I don't see them doing all this new shit like that either. So Which... once again, no, nah, you're good. It's just it all boils down to the it, power speaks... structure. The power it speaks... structure. So it speaks to what you're talking about as far as like Tony and his and his in his circle, his group. Do you know it would I I, I like we have a wrestling fan, so we're kind of in a bubble. We're also like people who know how to enjoy entertainment. Do you know how fucking hilarious it would be and how viral a moment it could be to see fucking Time of Tony Storm with Mariah May and Luther at a fucking Jags game? That would be hilarious and it might draw people. What the fuck is this? This is so fucking insane. Like, let me, let, let me go tune in. I'm watching this Jazz game and this. Ridiculous ass, this ridiculous ass, fine ass white girl is on the screen doing ridiculous shit. I want to go <laughs> see what the fuck is going on. She's a fine ass white girl, huh? You just had to, you just had to let everybody know she's fine. Part of the draw. It's part of the draw. I mean, it is. So it's like, but now instead, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about her looks, but I'm saying you have Britt there who, oh, let's say I am, I, oh, this girl looks cool, da 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 da. Oh, she's not on TV. Okay, maybe next week. Oh, she's still not on TV. She's a traitor anyway. She's a traitor anyway. She's wearing Jags. She had like a Jags jacket <laughs> on and a fucking like, like you a fucking Steelers fan. Like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, why are you wearing a Jags jacket? Like, that's but she's a company woman. That and and that's what. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. It's funny, right? Like, AW has their company men, their company women, and they treat them very well. But that was part of the culture in in WWE where people were like, man, they got their handpicked favorites, and if you're not one of them, you ain't getting through. And and like once again, if people will realize it's just business. That's just right. how business works. Because Punk right. when Punk came and people were like, oh, Punk, Tony gave Punk everything and he did everything for Punk. He did everything for Punk. And I'm like, well, for one, it's CM Punk, literally their biggest <laughs> draw and fuck the company. And two, it's like, what did he give him? Like Punk went out, uh, he he let Punk wrestle Dax Harwood on a random fucking episode of Dynamite and Matt Seidel on a random episode yeah. of Rampage. I. I that's great. That's a good thing. You get to see CM Punk wrestle more. You get CM Punk, if, if you're a fan and you say, yo, Punk might be at the show. He, you want if he wrestles? And you get that announcement a week before? That's a, you're going to buy, people are going to buy tickets to see CM Punk. That's the appeal. It's the allure of it. People were mad about this. Like, why does he get to go and talk to Tony and get to wrestle Dax Harwood for 15 minutes on a random dynamite? Real wrestler, actual wrestler from AEW asked me this, which I was like, Motherfucker, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't work there. Like, I don't know. And so, but you, that's the, you know, like, the, yeah, you tell me. Like, I don't know, but that's the thought process because ego will always 
always go through a, a locker room. And that is what you got to worry about with not only a Mercedes Monet, but also a Will Ospreay. Even though Will Ospreay is good with Tony, he's going to get that. It's the other stuff you don't see behind the scene where there's like, like people are like, oh, the morale is great right now. We don't feel like we have any bad apples in this bunch. There are people literally waiting for their contracts to be up and leave. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> there's like three guys that are <laughs> just been like, yeah, no, they're they're just waiting out their contract at this point. And it's like, yeah, but they're main eventing the collision show. What What is going on here? Like, what? what? Oh, boy. Yeah. First of all, shout out to my guy, Rick. Uh, Ricky Starks. R- Ricky Starks is a fucking talent. And I think he is a star. And I think AW has not treated him properly. And I think it's because of the fact he does not fit in. Um, for pe- you know, for people who know Rick or, or know Rick and, and talk to Rick and, and like he is a great dude. Like he's a very great dude. Like I I'll share this. Ricky Starks bought me lunch like last week. <laughs> this is this look just on, on just on some looking out shit. Like Rick Starks is just he's just like, yo, I got you, bro. Like, and that's and like that's the kind of guy he is. He he will do nice things for people. He's a nice guy, but he does not shut up. He does not hold his tongue about how he feels. Mm-hmm. And that makes you a public enemy in that backstage. He was he was one of the only people who spoke positively about Punk when Punk was like exiled and like, oh, we don't know if he's coming back or blah, 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 blah. Him and Jade. And guess what? Look where Jade is. So Damn. what they do is they, and Jade is a fucking star. <laughs> and Yo, that is man. So that's I, that's it's yeah. It's it's I, it's we can go on and on about this. So it's it's getting yeah. late. Getting nah, so. I was just gonna say it is it's wild. I haven't been able to really talk. I guess I have, but like the Jade stuff. Like everybody knew who she was at the Rumble. Like I, I don't think I don't think people talked about that enough in general. Of like this is somebody who was on television for two years straight and then disappeared for seven months, basically, except for like one or two spots in, on AEW to like put over somebody on the way out. And uh, and then her debuts on the three WWE shows. And then she just went and worked. She just went and put the work in. And instant reaction. Goosebumps. You want to talk about restoring the feeling like that her coming out it's like okay this is this rumble is a is a decent rumble like people were like oh this rumble stinks and then jay davies it's like this is a great rumble you know it's not a top five uh maybe not a top 10 but it's certainly it's pretty good it's pretty it's like when you have that star power and i can't believe they just let her walk away and i like in the the sense in the sense that they didn't do the things right before she had the opportunity to go somewhere else. Like they didn't let her walk away. She chose to walk away because they fucked up and, and they don't realize it. Right. They and don't like, know that they don't think they fucked up. Like, and like, they do not think they fucked up. And it goes back to like, I think a lot of the issues with AW come back to how they don't do the little things. Right. Like, I think it is good that Griff Garrison and, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. get those, got those spots. I think it's good that you put, you know, your, your, you know, uh, Martin brothers in spots before they're technically ready because, Hey, if maybe, maybe something sparks there, we can get maybe something out of it. But the problem is like, they don't, Tony doesn't want those people wrestling elsewhere. 
Like you don't see the like you saw it when it started like during the pandemic, but then once the pandemic was over, it's like hey, or you know over, hey, uh, you're you're an AEW talent. No, no, I don't need. You're not wrestling for Warrior Wrestling. You're not wrestling for Defy. Like you start pulling everybody off. You know, exactly, and it's like, right. hey, where are they supposed to get the reps then? Because you don't have Dark. You 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 do two tapings. What, what are they extra supposed to money? They keep extra money out of the out of your wrestlers' miles too, which is, seems to be like a, that's a thing there. I guess keeping yeah, money. but <laughs> it's like it's it's so weird because it's like the thought process at that time, 2021, 2020, like you know, quote unquote post pandemic, mm. was these wrestlers don't want the reps, so that's why we got dark to help them get the reps. And I'm like, this is a 30 second match sometimes, <laughs> two minute <laughs> match, like, and they're not. Like, it's not like they're getting a rep against somebody who's better than them or somebody who is yeah. As, they're wrestling another person who's like them, who's just green, but isn't chosen to be presented like an important part of the future. And, it's like, and if you if you take a Griff Garrison or even a Julia Hart before she became what she became, right? You if you take those those characters and allow them to go to uh, you know South Carolina at this indie and wrestle twenty five minutes in the main event because they have that TV, you know, that TV be- like for one, they get to also see themselves be the star of a show which i always thought was a which i thought was great for aw to do is like you have people who are buried in a mid card of their show who can go to this la indie this uh, indian philly this indian new york and you could be second to third to you know, last match on the car like main event and people will go up for you because if you're the main event that's really the who they come to see right and that also builds confidence for you, once you get on television, makes you want like obviously you got to know what hard cam is and all that stuff. But it's like you, your confidence as a performer grows because you're not only getting the reps, but you're also seeing what it's like to be the focal point of a show. Mm-hmm. That was important for these people, and a lot of wrestlers wanted reps. And once they started, like kind of like and eh, limited and limited, and then it was like Moxley can go do one, and then <laughs> maybe you know such as can go. And it's like yeah, like oh hey, like Swerve can go do Defy once. So that we can, he, him, and Nick Wayne can do something special to hype up Nick Wayne debuting. It's like somebody said. Yeah. Somebody said Tony felt like Indies were taking advantage of him. I heard somebody say that <laughs> privately in the company said that. Always like, the victim. And and, and yeah. I think that it, once again, that's the mentality. If you have, a, we we do have a world that does have a victim mentality in general. That is a thing that I see a lot. With a lot of people, it's like we're, we're we're why are people so mean to me? Why are people like this? And like you could you could be a complete dick to people and still be like, why are people being mean to me? Why? Like because you're jackass. Like stop being mean to people. Like, <laughs> jackass. Like stuff like that is where like for Tony is like, oh, why are people mad about my tweets? Maybe because you just went and said goodbye to another promoter and was like shitting on him getting fired like maybe that's why like why are people calling me this and that why are people saying this maybe because you just went on a seven tweet rant about uh Vince McMahon being sexual assaultist and sexual you know whatever and you employ people who also have sexual assault charges and like maybe like maybe uh, one, you're gonna have one of them main event uh you know your next pay-per-view which is uh yeah so i think and that's where it's crazy right it's like right you don't stop and look at what you're doing 
because you're so used to being infallible, so used to people being like, oh, Tony, it's okay, it's okay. Like they pat you on the head when you're a kid or whatever. Like, I don't know what his upbringing was, but I know in every corner of the world, rich kids are usually extremely spoiled and perpetually out of touch with actual reality because you've never had to go to, you never had to sleep in a fucking studio apartment, one bedroom apartment. You never had to actually worry about if you're going to make your fucking bills or or if you lost your job because you could always go and get your dad's money and you were okay. So you have a little bit of less perspective about why people are the way that they are. Like, why is, like, mm-hmm. why is someone speaking out about this or why is somebody so opinionated? Maybe because that's what normal fucking people do is have an opinion. Like, how dare they? Like, we're AW. Why are they going? Why are they saying this about us? Like, who cares who you are? Like, like it doesn't matter. Like, if you, if I didn't know you and we were on the street, let's say I were both driving and you and and you cut me off and we have a road rate incident. And you're like, do you know who I am? You can do cut me off and beat you up. Like, 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 that's, the, like that's the weird. That's the weird. The weird. Rich people are weird. I was saying, like, Dog, it's Weird. The, the do you know who I am line gets you only so far, and it certainly doesn't get you far uh, in that in that particular. I've seen somebody try to pull a uh, do you know who I am, and then you know, and then immediately uh, some some weaponry got pulled out, and said, "Do you know what this is?" And they change their attitude real quick because <laughs> it don't matter who you are. Then at the end at the end of that, like it's like like I don't know, like I again. I want AEW to thrive. I want there to be more hours. Like I want there to be so much wrestling. I literally cannot watch it because that means there's more people wrestling and that's good. Uh, You know, more workers, the workers get to have more, you know, leverage in negotiation. Like the fact that AEW exists is a reason why, you know, talents can be like, Hey, uh, I've got an offer over there. And if you want me, here you go. And that's why people are getting paid like they're getting because, no, 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 we, we want you here. We, we want you here this year, all right? Like, calm down. Don't don't leave us yet. Finn Balor, you, you may be able to go, apparently. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just uh, – that's what the reports are like. Hey, he's yeah. got to – he's stiff, you know. washed. They say yeah. he's washed. They, <laughs> they feel say like they're let him go. That's what they say. Uh, but I'd be remiss yeah. with you bringing that up. Right. If I didn't mention a big, big change in the world of wrestling – uh, that's not WWE and not AEW related. And obviously the stardom thing, I mean, kind yeah. of touched on it a little bit too. But there's another change. This weekend wrestling oh. was fucking insane. TNA, where they were literally just back like three weeks ago. And <laughs> they fired their... Scott like, Demore. Like he's their everything. And... Yeah. We have friends of the show. We have I have friends in general that worked at, worked in Impact and it is TNA, and it was not well received. That was not well received, and it sucks. Uh, it definitely sucks for the wrestlers who have a very deep relationship with Scott. Um, you know, Scott has very very he's been he's been a he's been a like part of their fiber for years and. Anthem rejected an offer. That was the rumor. I can't confirm it because I haven't talked to Scott, but uh, that that Scott came with an offer to try to buy the company with some investors. And he does have a lot of high investors, you know, 
and they didn't want to do it. And I think people felt like, I think Scott felt like when he was talking the stuff that he was talking, when they rebranded the TNA, I think Anthem was okay with them doing a rebranding back to TNA and all this other stuff. And I think Scott felt like he was comfortable because he was going to buy the company with the help of investors and become this, the sole owner of TNA. Anthem, however, sees a minor cash cow in TNA. And then unfortunately, mm. as a result, Scott's uh, Scott has like taken position. the fall. He, yeah. Yeah, he, just, he just loses fall. And I think a lot of people said that Anthem, I can't confirm this, but a lot of people said that Anthem uh, basically put everybody on a, on a, on a, oh, I, I can't confirm this. Is like, this is, this is out there. So we could say it, uh, that they had like a zoom call with everybody. It was like a mandatory zoom call and they told them the news and they also let it be known if this was something they didn't find satisfactory, that if you wanted to leave, they'd be willing to hear you out and mm. let you out of your contract. First of all, DNA contracts ain't that ironclad. So it's not really a big deal, but it's a thing. That is a scary thought. If you're a wrestler who works in Impact and you're under contract, you get paid what you get paid, and someone comes in and completely tears down what you guys are in the middle of building up and then says, we're willing to listen if you want to leave. There's a lot of people who maybe it's not a, we want to listen if you want to leave. They could also be doing cuts. Well, and also, it also it also represents it like you know you don't really matter. Yeah, yeah. you're not yeah. valued. Yeah. yeah, and so the fall of it's, it's so weird. TNA felt like it was you know they signed Nick Nemeth and uh, got him for, for however many dates they got him for. They brought in Dana Brooke, uh, I think, or whatever yeah. she's going in, and and they have uh, a lot of talent over there, and I find it disheartening that this could be like a like a sort of an end for like a third one of the third promotions that you know the, the number three will, will it's seen as the number three over the years unless you mm-hmm. you know count new japan or but new japan's kind of you know they work with everybody so yeah kind of hard to you know put them in there but it's like when you look at north america uh it's you know it's been wwe then you had AEW, and then tna was kind of seen as that third brand and like what does that mean for the world of professional wrestling if that third brand is not thriving and you know we saw we saw trinity go back to wwe maybe she saw the writing on the wall you know it's another thing maybe she saw it was coming um it's just like what happens you know and Mm -hmm. do the people at anthem really know how to run a wrestling promotion do they are they gonna find somebody else to come in and and take care of Scott was running a lot, man. Like finding out how much Scott was doing over there, like he was doing a lot. And I don't think anybody at Anthem could handle that job. And I don't know if there's anybody in wrestling that's out of a job right now that could fill those shoes. Fine, Very... I'll do it. I'll I'll step up. I'll be there. Uh, I'll, right. I, I'll accept. Right. There we go. I'll, I'll accept the peanuts. <laughs> you know what? Rome for TNA. Like Meanwhile, I'll just there be DMing go. Scott Demore like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Like, hey. <laughs> Forty-seven unanswered DMs. Hey, Scott, here's what I'm thinking. Well, hey. one place <laughs> that is not on the decline; it is on the growth spurt. Is us here at Dar Sports Media. Unlike other places, 
we are not victims and we treat stars good. And that's why we are so thankful that we got Grum and Easy to join us tonight. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Hope Thank to have you, you back us. soon. Uh, going on elsewhere on the page, True is taking a trip, taking some trips out of town over the next few days. We might have some very exciting things coming for you. I'm on not taking a, I'm not taking a trip out of town. I'm taking a trip 20 minutes down the street. This <laughs> is <laughs> 20 minutes down the street. 20 minutes down the street to to, and to College Park. Thank further. You. Thank you. That was important information. Um yeah. further <laughs> check on the page. If you're so inclined, we got our Super Bowl preview, our NBA trade deadline review also posted up on the page and be on the lookout. There are some cool things coming down the pike. Hopefully. Signing off here, reminding you the world of DAR never stops. You know what I'm talking about, Warno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two minutes and 21 seconds of funk. And there ain't no pump. That's right. I just get a casket. That's all your ass hit. Snap your CD and drop the pieces in your casket. Like little Jack Kona, I'm still bending corners. Bucking shots on your block and sipping on Corona. Uh, young McDonald had a farm with a 6 4 on suicide. Sitting in the barn with no alarm. Straight up collected it, cool and calm. Crowbar in my hand and my skeleton brick still works like a charm. Who's the rawest? My shit is flawless. Handily passing our bruises, lacerations, and rolling jaws. MCs with a floss, you better understand who's the boss before I do a Michael Jackson. And cut your shit off. Part of the penitentiary still penetrating your grill. I keep on keeping it right while you keep on keeping it real. I bring the treble and the bass to dilapidate your weight. Studios on the case. Get your hoe out my face, fool. Lie, they got it. I don't know karate, but I know karate. And none of y'all can't fake me. I know you want to try to slay me, and busters want to play hate me. I'm one of the dopest niggas out of. Guess that's why they pay me. That's I slang hits like niggas slang cabby. I remain like khakis. I guess that's why they mad at me. On the record, you might not get me, but you can't outrap me. My shit is better and your shit didn't let me go down. Freestyle, an unrestricted manner or method. Reform text, randomly selected, so check it. Uh, dip diver, socializer. I've been rocking these motherfucking microphones since 1979. And by the time of this little nappy head nigga retire, I'm gonna be at the ripe old age of 48 or 49. My shit is wide, CPTMC for hire. My name ain't Rick James, but I burn your ass with the fire. So what's your desire, nigga? Is it hands wrapped around mics or fingers wrapped around triggers? Either way you go, I'm dumping and I'm dipping. Still chin and shoot dripping. 40 thieves in position. V5 from from now, nigga, I'm a giant. And your ass is like Jack, but your magic beans is whack. Skills is what you lack. I'm like a bitch. You ain't even like Cadillac. You more like a Regal. I'm a pit bull and you can be. I'm set to strangle, hanging MCs at all angles. As they legs start to dangle, dance around they bite like Mr. Bojangles. Lost Angel is Compton, Long Beach, and Carson. Hawthorne, Linwood, and Watson. Sending out shots. I used to drink. Go, go. Now I just stole straight to the exo section of my neighborhood liquor store. <laughs> you know what make me laugh, bitch? Even your mama want my autograph. <laughs> autograph. <laughs> autograph. <laughs> autograph. <laughs>